this guy Chris before. I won't say his last name because I, I don't know if he wants me to, but I have not met Chris yet. But I haven't f- met Carl. We're f- <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has. What did I sign up for today? Hey, pass me a beer. You, well, you're the one that showed up in no pants. Look, at least promise me you won't drink. Alcohol always leads to trouble. It gets hot in here. I'm glad that Chad found one bottle and then put on some music, some Barry Manilow, and made another bottle. I That's appreciate it. Hey, who wants to play Drink the Beer? Right here. <laughs> you win. All right, what do I win? Another beer. Gotta make the uh, magic happen. He, yeah. he fondled the... <laughs> Just have a cup of coffee. Bear it is. Coffee. Beer. I don't even know whose foot that is, but it's, <laughs> don't stop. I kill for a beer. Chad was able to sweet talk the, the beer store guy, boy, <laughs> child, whatever it was. Uh, it was a man, but... <laughs> of course it was. I mean... post up or pre-op? <laughs> Actually, I. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, cheap beer and a sympathetic ear. Step right up. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Bearded Hops Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And as as always, uh, we have the three gentlemen here. Well, two. Uh, I'm not gentlemen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we actually are all in the same room where we can reach out and. Touch each other. Yeah, special show. It's very, very same nice. room. I won't talk nice to you and talk about fornicating with you. It's <laughs> gonna be nice. What did I sign up for today? Uh, you, well, you're the one that showed up in no pants. It's not our fault. It gets hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thanks everybody for hanging with us uh, tonight. We have, I think we, I feel like we say this all the time, but we have a really special beer tonight. <laughs> well, we do get it's, a lot of special beers. It's the it's we so. talked about it last week uh, with Grant uh, from Three Sheeps. Uh, so, yes, it is another Three Sheeps. Um, yeah, special two. beer and a special guest, but we're going to start with the beer. We're going to yes. start with the beer. Yeah. Um, the, the beer tonight is the Cuvée uh, 2019. We probably should get the bottles out so we can read yeah, what can, it is, read, yeah, read what it's grab, all about. Go ahead and grab that. Um, 2019, Chad was lucky enough. Uh, when we talked to Grant, we only had one bottle. Well, now we have two, which is good because Gina's going to come in, you know. So. <laughs> Um, and so we're going to do that tonight. We also have an interview tonight with Greg, I think it's Avola, um, co-founder of Untapped. We're going to be talking to him a little bit later. So, But first, as always, the beer. Um, Chad, how you doing? Because we got to go around and say hi to everybody. So, My name is Chad. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, I'm doing really well. Good to be in the Bearded Hop studio tonight. Bearded Hop's uh, south. Studio, the Southern <laughs> Studio, because yeah. I, you know, I refer to my own studio as my bearded hop studio. You're so possessive. <laughs> it's Jake from State Farm. You guys should come up and do a podcast from my bearded hop studio. Mm. We should. We need to do. We gotta pack all this shit up. <laughs> That's like this a... is not a mobile <laughs> solution here, kids. <laughs> not yet. We just need a sponsor, and maybe we'll get some mobile equipment. <laughs> well, I'm excited because we did the 2018 uh, on the last show, and yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, you know, when I had the 2018 originally, I rated it very well, uh, but it had been a while. And when we were talking to Grant and drinking that, it was just like, hot damn, this is some good beer. So, very excited to see 2019. I, I have not been able to find it in the stores myself. I'm yeah, glad down, that south of the border, we're not finding it. I'm glad that Chad found one bottle and then put on some music, some Barry Manilow, and made another bottle. I appreciate it. 
Got to make the uh, magic happen. He, yeah. he fondled the <laughs> the guy at the store. So. And it's always uh, fun when we got uh, all three of us in the same uh, studio. Reach out and touch me. I mean, if you stroke, you stroke the shaft in the right way. <laughs> I don't even know whose foot that is, but it's, <laughs> don't stop. So, yeah, so tonight we got that uh, 2019. Uh, we, uh, Chad, why don't you go ahead and tell us. Actually, no. Uh, we, we gotta, rules of engagement. We're going to do the rules of engagement. It's so. Jake from State Farm. She sounds piteous. Well, we no video tonight, right? My no video. Friend, no video. You, can, you can hold it up if you like to the camera. Like you did that the other time. Um, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, just a fan of their packaging. I think it's got a nice uh, classic look to it. A lot well, of their bottles guy, so. have uh, also some texture to it that kind of gives it. Uh, I don't know if it's okay. A, a stop shady. stroking it the way you are. My God. Oh yeah. Can but I touch it? Can I, I like their labeling. Yeah. You know. Like oh, this one isn't. This one isn't the. Yeah, it doesn't have the texture, the but texture. No, it's still a. But it's still, a matte still, still the texture. Yeah, still yeah, a little texture, something going on there. A little something, something. Then. Okay, go ahead. Hurry up so we can drink. We'll, we'll pop this baby open, pour it out, give it a good sniff. Um, see and go around the horn. See what our initial thoughts are. Uh, maybe we'll quickly. Uh, I don't know if we have any updates tonight on some beer news. Maybe, maybe not. So maybe we'll just keep chugging on right through here. See if that flavor profile changes a little bit as she warms up, and uh, you know maybe. Uh, Go out into beer world a little bit, <laughs> and then come back and uh, land on the final rating, and then we'll get on, moving on to our uh, interview. Yeah, and so Chad, you're fondling the bottle. You want to read? Tell us, tell us what is different Ooh, about the uh, 2019 yes. Cuvée. Yeah, Cuvée 2019. This is different than the last two years. Last two years, it's been uh, classified as an imperial stout um, that was a, a multiple blend of other. Uh, stouts, and I think uh, they might have used the quad in one of in uh, last year's. But uh, this is an ale aged in rye whiskey and white wi- white wine barrels. So this white is, wine. This is not even close to an imperial stout. Yeah. So the the last two, seventeen and eighteen, were much darker. Yes. This one. When we first saw not. this reported on Untapped, we were like, "No way! That somebody's yeah, somebody's yeah. mislabeled this." And, and my wife immediately called the tapper. Yes, like, what the fuck? Yeah, and we found <laughs> one answer. That's not it. That's what is it? That's not it, is it? We we yeah, we found out uh, that in fact it is uh, totally different this year. So it's a uh, the combination to uh, to make this blend is a forty five percent golden ale, twenty seven percent imperial saison plus mangoes. 18% amber ale. There's your mangoes, yeah. And 9% quad with figs and molasses, which would be like the veneration. Aren't mangoes an aphrodisiac? Anything. <laughs> what, what was and the, the first one? Well, I'm going to go through the aging here, too. So that was the percentage of types. What was the first percentage? Oh, sorry. 45% golden ale. That's what it was. Okay. But that one is aged in Chardonnay barrels. So oh, that would yeah. be like a roll-out-the-barrel kind of, yep. kind of beer. Uh, the 27% Imperial Saison with mangoes aged in Chardonnay barrels. The 18% Amber Ale aged in Chardonnay barrels. And the 9% Quad Bad. aged in rye barrels, mm-hmm. rye whiskey barrels. So do you boys like Chardonnay? I'm it's not alcohol. So. I mean, I'll drink it, but it's, I don't, it's, Chardonnay is not, uh, not the first thing that I go for. Uh, but... I mean that's what that's what roll out the barrel is aged on yeah. Chardonnay barrels and that's a fantastic beer. So when uh, Chad and I were sort of uh, waxing uh, beer shop before the show started, we were looking at that breakdown and, and that makeup, and we kind of speculated that uh, maybe one to start on the colder side. You know, yeah, I think so. Chardonnay. The Chardonnay. golden ale, the the red uh, or the amber. Yeah, I would think so too. I mean, Chardonnay you typically drink cool, right? 
I mean, look at that. That is really... And it's it's really more amberish in color. Yeah, it's so much lighter. Is it is it to the level of a white stout? I think it's darker than a white it's stout. It might be that. darker. Yeah, it's probably that amber. Should I? Yeah, pop that one too. Gina's coming up. Yeah, I think we'll have enough to get a good eight to ten ounces per person. Now, what's the uh, ABV? Eight point six. Okay. And we'll so as we as we heard Grant tell us though. They're trending that way. They're trending that way to lower ABV, which I get. People can enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, drinkability. Do you want Three Sheeps or Game of Thrones? I don't give a... There you go. Don't spill it on it. Huh. can definitely smell a Chardonnay. That's the first thing I smell. Yeah, it's... Now, so this is definitely... Since we're not doing any video, it means so much lighter. Um... Yeah, it looks like an amber ale or a red ale. More, actually, more amber amber ale than than red. It's lighter than red. Very much has an amber hue to it. Well, oh, when yeah. you've got uh, over fifty percent of the blend is golden ale, amber ale, and a saison is going to be even lighter. The quad, being probably veneration, is going to give it that darker color. So. I think it's I think it's really nice. It's really it's a really pretty color. It smells really good. Definitely the uh, fruitier. Yeah, it's like a fruity Chardonnay smell. Yeah, but I mean, there's mangoes, there's uh, figs, and molasses. It's gonna make it a little bit sweeter smelling. Uh oh, don't want to ruin that bottle. Definitely. So the oh, rye barrels is that. that is that rye whiskey? I didn't know you were saving that one. I thought you were only boat bottles now or boat cans. Well, except for the three sheep's cubes. So three sheep's cubes. Oh, my my apologies. So that rye right. barrels, the this figs. one's Adams. Let's trade. No, I'm sorry, guys, on my hands. <laughs> the figs and molasses one is that rye whiskey barrels? Yes, it says rye barrels. It didn't say. I would uh, imagine it's got to be rye whiskey. Be, right? I would assume so. That's why I'm, I mean, I assume. You already drank. You already tasted it, didn't you? I did. I was hurt you. <laughs> mm, was it good? I'm definitely, you know what? I get the, on the nose, oh, I wow. get the Chardonnay, but I get the fig on the back end. That's oh. different than I was. A- yeah, the fig and molasses is a kind of molasses, molasses taste in the middle, a little bit of a sweetness in the middle, but definitely a finish with a fig. Mm-hmm, right? Mm. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. I, I like uh, I'm glad it's cold. I'm. I, I think. It's yeah. I don't know if that. I don't know this. We'll see as we drink here. Yeah. I think that was the right call. I don't think warm would be the right thing for this. It is. I like it a lot. Actually, it's. Really I do too. Good. It, but it's definitely a beer that needs to be in, on the chilly side. It's definitely different than what we've had in the past. You know, as I sit here and kind of smack my lips a little bit, I think I. I think I am getting some of that mango in the end. That's what I was, I was kind of as you let it sit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. As I'm sitting here, just letting it sit, yeah. kind of, and it's almost like a seeps through it like there a at the end. boozy mango. There's a little, little bit of a, a just a slight little burn. I mean, not not like burn like you'd normally see in a, bur- a barrel aged beer, but or like a high ABV beer. But there's a little bit of a sizzle. I'm not getting that. No bango action for me. No bango. <laughs> yeah. I'll ask Carl about Barely it. Mango. Yeah, Carl, Carl will tell you all about it, man. <laughs> bango. <laughs> no, there's it's uh, just a, a little of that juicy juicy mango-iness. It doesn't hit me right away. It kind of it kind of sneaks in afterwards. Yeah. 
Well, let me let me read what what else is on the side of the bottle here. I, I believe we did this with the other ones. So definitely Chardonnay up front. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jay. As I start to drink it, I, I, it almost smells like I'm drinking Chardonnay. Hey guys, yeah. Chad here. So once a year, this is uh, three sheep's uh, speaking. Once a year, <laughs> you're doing the voice of a sheep. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Once wow. a year, we—that was not. He, a, he knows that way too well. That was not a sound effect. No, that was not. That was him. <laughs> I, was, I shudder to think when he used that. Go ahead. Well, Once a year, we create a special beer that when draws he has Velcro gloves. That's when he uses it. <laughs> Velcro gloves. Never mind. You'll get it later. What do you use Velcro gloves for? Oh, to hold on to the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> like Joey on Friends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me start over. Once a year, we create a special beer. That hey, wait, 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 wait. Can you start on, over? Come Pivot. On. Can you start over, please? <laughs> Once a year, we create a special Pivot. beer that draws from the best of the last 12 months. Pivot. We Pivot. call it <laughs> Cuvée. Blend. It's a nod to the French winemaking tradition and is a blend of aged beers from select barrels. This year's blend is a departure from tradition. Yes. Uh, We challenged ourselves to explore flavors that at first glance didn't appear to work well together, but when combined made something exciting. Whether figs, mangoes, or Chardonnay, each element is uh, is present on its own but creates an overall push and pull of flavors that are wholly equal. Cuvée Blend is a medley of flavors, a strong backbone of Chardonnay barrels with notes of mangoes, molasses, fig, and rye whiskey built on top. It's the perfect summation of the past year at Three Sheeps and a great way to welcome in 2019. Chad, can you think of, uh, and I'll preface this by saying that I cannot, uh, can you think of, I mean, clearly there's breweries that we know uh, Surly Darkness changes every year. Can you think of a beer like this that is a combination of things that they do that changes every it's year? A blend like a blended. The only one that I that yeah. comes to mind that I know. For, I mean, Central Waters does when they do their anniversary beer, and it's a blend. Yeah. What do they call it? It's just a number. It's uh, last remember last year was twenty. Oh, well, that, was, that was that one. The 20, uh, this year is twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my my friend uh, on Untapped Chris is is. Uh, Gonna hook me up with a twenty one. But you have to go. You're supposed to be able to have to go to get it, right? And what it yes, is? you have to get it there. from the tap room unless do you have to be part of their club, one. like a barrel age club. Nope, you just have to be. You there have to be there at the anniversary the, party, yep, right? On the day they release it, yeah. Well, we, we've been talking about breweries to go visit, and I was kind of looking, like coming up with these ones and looking on the map, you know, and that's the farthest one away, even farther than a New Glarus. Which I, I didn't know how far yeah, that was. Yeah, it's in Amherst. It's it's an hour and a half, hour 40 from us, where New Glarus is like an hour and five. I thought New Glarus was farther. So, Well, I'm liking it. They're making me like the blend, so I was just wondering. I guess well, really I was looking for a recommendation on blend that I could, you know, potentially acquire. It's interesting. You know, it's, um, it's not, it's not the, the flavor you're used to. You know, it kind of switches it up, you know. It has more of a it has more of a roll out the barrel taste yes. than anything else to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, because I think there's much more of the Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah. All the th- all three out of the four blends were aged in Chardonnay barrels, so that's I mean that's where you get that that heavy Chardonnay flavor, and that's that's what they intended to do. I mean that's what the description says. 
And, you know, I'm not, it's interesting that I love roll out the barrel so much because I'm not a Chardonnay drinker. Um, and it's kind of same, the same is true for this, but I think the Chardonnay aging does something to beer that pulls something else out of it that you just don't get out of drinking a Chardonnay. Well, yeah, It, it lightens the beer up if that's the right terminology and flavor, you know what I mean? Like it, um, yeah, it's the only thing I really say about that. I mean, but I think it it adds more depth to the Chardonnay. You know what I mean? Like there's more more flavor there than just that Chardonnay yeah. when you drink a, a glass of Chardonnay. So it's it's good. I would agree with that. I mean, when you uh, Chardonnay is if I wouldn't say I'm a Chardonnay drinker, but if I was to oh, drink white, it. if I was to drink white wine, I I would select Chardonnay over really. Is it yeah. the drier of them? Or no? It is. is it's it a dry white. Yeah, yeah, it's a dry white, and that's that's kind of I like the drier wines. Like I like the Merlot, I like I, the Chardonnay. I'm, yeah, when it comes to wines, I I am I love like, the drier the better in a dry red specifically. I like moist myself. <laughs> I don't do the Moscatos and Rieslings. Oh and no, those things I can't. Zinfandel. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I all of a sudden we turned into a wine show. I do like Chardonnay, but <laughs> you you're were right. an alcohol you, show. Remember, you, yeah. never an alcohol show. <laughs> when you drink a Chardonnay, that. the the flavor you get is the same flavor all the way through. And now I'm sure there's some wine, you know, off, you know, experts out there that would say that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But in my experience, there's some, there's some beer people that would say that too. <laughs> there's people that say it every day. Go fuck yourself. Um, but my experience, yeah, it's not like. The complexity of this, yeah, exactly. It's a yeah, it's more dimension. This is I'm pleasantly surprised. I think when we saw the picture and we saw that it was going to be a lighter beer, I was I was disappointed at first. I was, I was like, disappointed oh, when I saw it was only eight yeah. percent ABV. Well, of course you were, but I was like, you know, <laughs> okay. But now that I've had it, it's it's very good. That's you fantastic. know, and unfortunately, it didn't make that much. He said so. It's just had about five five point three percent, and I'm good to go. <laughs> I think that I, I was it actually intrigued me when I saw that it was a different color because the more you know we talked a little bit about this earlier today Adam that the I still I mean imperial stouts barrel aged beers oh, yeah. are still my number one like favorite favorite style of beer but we've had so many of them I'm I'm not going to say that I'm get like, like getting burned out on them but I actually do look forward to something different. And this is definitely something different. Totally agree. That's a great point. And did we do I'm excited about it. Initial where are you at right now in the rating chat? Oh yeah, yeah, we didn't really do we didn't do it. Breaks our own rules here. Hey, I don't know. Well, yeah, so we'll go ahead. One beer. Jake. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, you said it. That's it's another parade of dogs tonight. It's, well, a, it's a specialty beer. I don't know how you compare this to anything. You can't even compare That's it to the, the, to the old Cave. That's what I was trying to think of, too. relative to? Right. What am, am I, I rating gonna... this based on, of it, off its uniqueness? Right. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to start at a four to five and see where we go from there. Yeah. Because it's really good. I just I, I, I still don't quite know what I'm drinking. Like, Is this yeah. something I would want to drink more often? I don't know. I'm super enjoying it right now. Yeah, um, I am going. I'm actually going to go higher than that because I, I could drink more of this. It's sad that we don't have more bottles of it, but I'm going to do four seven five. I think it's coming out strong. It's really good. It's I really like it. It surprised me. It's 
it's not the right word, but light is the only thing I can really think of to say. Like, it's not... Always the same, Adam. <laughs> it, well, it doesn't, <laughs> like, uh, it doesn't hang there and sit there. Like no, the, it like doesn't. Like, the viscosity of it, like, it's not oily on your tongue or anything. It just kind of washes it's dry. itself out. Yeah. It's dry. It's just... It's like coating that's probably it. It's yeah. dry, and, like, the brutes are... Yep. Yeah, it's Brute IPAs, yep. Yeah. It doesn't coat. Like, yeah. there's no... Yeah. No legs. Except a hint of... But not in a bad way. It just kind of... No, so I'm, uh, it, but I think a beer like, like this a is not supposed fart, to. You know? just yeah, but the legs... <laughs> <laughs> but the, le- the legs of it, there's still some legs there, but it, it's not as, as strong. But like you said, the, you get the kind of the mango-y... It fades away. After you let it sit there for a little bit. Uh, you yeah. could, could you describe it as the legs being short and thick? Mm. Rather than... I don't... <laughs> <laughs> you see her face? She's like, what? No, no. It's more like it just kind of... <laughs> Finishes into a mango. <laughs> Nobody heard that. So <laughs> I'm guessing Chad's on. I'm just. I could be wrong here, but my guess is he's contemplating secret skill. I he contemplates that word whenever he cracks <laughs> open a beer. Because again, secret scale is not even a real scale. See, it's totally made up in Chad's mind. Yeah. Chad, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like You're wrong. when I start drinking a beer. I don't know what number I start at, but the question for me usually is, okay, everybody starts here. Let's see how high up we go. I feel like when you start drinking a beer, and maybe it's just because you're more of an optimist or a nicer person than me, but I feel like every <laughs> beer starts off at the top, and you're like, okay, is there anything I have to deduct points for? And if there's not, then it's just going to stay at the top. That's actually the way I think I, I think of it. Yeah. It, it might, before I open it, it's a five. For the, but I can't say that because I know usually with this beer like the style I'm like I'm not gonna it's not gonna be that, but as I drink it I am looking for what, what don't can you I take like away, yeah. what am I taking off of this? Mm. I yeah. think it's pretty accurate the way I way I think about it as well because I mean the, my rule is if there's nothing I don't like about the beer it's a five and it doesn't mean that it's the best beer ever, but it just means that there's nothing I don't like about it. But what is the implication with well, the wait, five? Wait, pause before we get into the debating the scale, which we always fucking do. <laughs> Like seriously, it's probably a majority of our shows we're debating this fucking scale. I'm not even debating. Let's just ditch the scale. Go ahead, give us your your score. Did I get my three beers? Sound effect. I'll do it again. Three beers. Oh, there it is. Um, so very quickly, I went and looked up what I rated. Roll out the barrel, and not that I'm comparing it to roll out the barrel, but because it's another beer aged on Chardonnay barrel. But I think it's the closest thing you. It's can. It's the closest thing I can rate to it, and I. I actually can say I, I like it better than Roll Out the Barrel. So okay. Roll Out the Barrel is a 4.5. Um, so, I and I don't think there's really anything I don't like about this one. So, I'm going to go out of the gate at a 5. Not secret scale. Okay. But I'll go 5. I, I'll be brief. I'm not turning this into a debate. You I can. think this is a you fair can. question. Well, hey, I wanted to see what Gina thought. Is Gina ready? Did you, you I didn't get, you see Gina's. I didn't see Gina's in the fit. Yeah, get up here on the mic, girl. Oh, you go, you go, Jake. I don't know if I have it. I don't know. We, we already went. went. It's your turn, it's your girl. Your turn. You're the only one left. You got to talk up Chuck, here. Back Chuck, there, nobody Chuck, can hear Chuck. you. It's delicious. I, li- I really like it. Um, <laughs> what did she like, say? You're like, I don't know. There was a lot of mumbling there. Yeah, Dumbass dude. Oh, did you sit on a? Did you sit on a screw? No. Over here. Over here, Mike's over here. This it's really so. Here I have to tell you the one thing. So when I drank it, <laughs> interestingly enough, it didn't surprise me by the look of it. There we go. So when I was looking at it, I expected it to taste somewhat like it 
tasted. I'm trying to figure out like how much of it I would want to drink. You guys are very interesting when you talk about like you start at five and you reduce. Maybe I'm interesting enough because you're more of a pessimist and well, you're both more of you're both more realists, I would say. I'm definitely more They're of an DX. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm more of an optimist. So here's what I think about this. I think this is actually one of those beers, a barrel aged beer that some of my um, friends who don't really drink beer would actually drink. Like I think Brittany would like this because it's a little bit sweeter. I think she would too. Right, because it's the wine. And I think, oh, Leah would like this. Lauren, I think Lauren could do like a five-ounce taster of this because it's a little bit sweet. It's not overly heavy on any kind of note. Um, It's kind of an easier drinker. But I got to tell you guys, there's nothing that significantly stands out to me on this beer. Like I think that I, because I know it's cuvee, I'm thinking, like, oh, this is going to be something real. And it's different, and I can't think of anything that I can necessarily compare it to. Like Chad was saying, roll out the barrel, and I would agree. We haven't, I haven't had many other beers that have been aged in wine barrels, uh, specifically like a Chardonnay, like a lighter wine. I mean, I've had some that have been barreled in like, um, like a cab barrel but this Mm -hmm. is just really really different i so i think that the when you look at it the flavors mirror to kind of what you see it's a light beer it's a really smooth beer it's semi-sweet beer um not that i i I would drink it again because it's cuvee and it's hard to get so it's kind of a treat um but i'm not like i don't know that i'm at your five um I'm not as low as a four. I'm not quite sure where I fall yet. I think I have to keep drinking it. I I think that I'm really, um, I think that it's a really different kind of beer. And I know that Three Sheeps, like that's kind of what they're about. They're about drinking, or about making drinkable beers that are a little bit different. And this is definitely on that line, but I'm not quite sure where it falls yet. I agree. Very drinkable, but I'm still not. I don't know if I have the wow factor. I need wow factor. I was going to ask you, Chad. It's got to be wooed. See, I don't. What? I don't look at a beer for wow factor. Well, I mean, I, I expect the wow factor of, is the rare. The rare. I expect a lot of cuvee, and maybe that's not fair. But I mean, we're talking about a blend, you know, a blended beer, a special beer. So I, I don't know. Um, when you say five, <laughs> do you mean the number five? Do you as mean a rating? relative to the scale that I know that we get into a debate about and probably doesn't mean anything in the big picture. I get that. Just like IBUs. But if we're just (laughs) pretending that it means something or that it's relative to how you feel about a beer, what does a five mean to you? Does that mean like any time you're at a store, you're buying as much as you can? Does that mean you're recommending it to people? Like what does a five mean? I mean, are you ready to like, you know, Get out the tissues and lotion. I mean, like, like because he's no. crying. No, because there are beers. Like you're that, always going to remember it. There are beers that are fives that I pass up all the time. Okay. So a good example. My favorite favorite IPA is Green Nineteen from uh, from uh, uh, Titletown. And 
if uh, that's on the shelves everywhere, I don't buy it every time I see it. It's just it's just my favorite favorite version of an I, of a standard IPA. Fair enough. So, to me, it just signifies it's it would be a favorite of that category. Well, we're different, but um, I I didn't I wasn't asking you because there was a right or wrong. I was truly just wanting to understand like what that meant to you. Yeah, it, it's literally just if there's some if there if I can't find something in the beer that I say, meh, this is off a little bit, or you know I'm not quite getting it. Um, you know, I mean, I could have a, a regular old amber ale that's the best one of that of an amber ale, then it would get a five. So it has nothing to do with with rareness. Um, the rareness and the specialty of drinking something comes in the experience of drinking it, not through the rating. Uh, I I mean, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I would agree to disagree a little bit. That's but, fine. But I, but I understand what you mean, and I think it's a valid point. I, I Well, I don't think your point's valid, so no, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I just can't give something a five that I can... I can get it any time. There's just there's something you know. Well, I'm a romantic. Um, there's something to the the, the yeah, looking no, and the that. hunting and the finding and knowing what they put into it and knowing that it's a in this case a blend. I mean, it's just it's yeah. just different for me when I think of what a five is. A Casper would be another another good example. You can get it anytime, anywhere. Now, it used to be you couldn't. It used to be they were it was limited and they weren't going to produce it anymore. Well, then they decided to make it. And bottle it all the time now, and especially on tap, because it's nitro on tap. In the bottles, it's not. But that beer, e- even though it's readily available, uh, that's still a five in my book. I just, I love drinking that beer. Well, to contradict myself, because you are making a valid point, if I could get Death Tar at any time, anywhere, I don't think I would go down from a five. So that. Directly contradicts my previous position, but I suppose I mean there's always exceptions to the rule, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of rev, uh, revolution, uh, Total Wine and and uh, Brookfield was getting more straitjacket. Ooh, I have a buddy. So he, listen to this. He, this is the guy that used to live in Chicago for a long time. Was totally into craft beer before I was. Used to be able to like go get, I don't know, anything they were doing Deepwood series back in when did Revolution start? Like 2012, that guy left Goose somewhere around there. So back in the early days, my buddy could go buy like their like bombers of their good shit for like 12 bucks, <laughs> yeah, 15 bucks. Nobody, no lines, nobody was fighting him for it. Um, no problem getting it. He's the one that moved to Grand Rapids. And right around the time he was moving is when Revolution started blowing up and you know got more expensive, got a little more competitive to, to get. Yeah. Anyways, he's telling me um, that now in the last... It started last year, but it's like full force this year. Revolution being available in stores is exploding over there. There is stacks really? of straitjacket at his local Meyer. <laughs> really? Along with... He could I get wanna, death by currents. Were, he could I get cafe ask, death. If Death we can tar. get Revolution on, because I, I was tweeting with them before the the series Deepwood series came out, and they said after this release, you know, check back, and I just haven't done it yet. But I would love to ask them because we we've seen this happen with other breweries. We have Founders as one, sure, right? 
what what is that? Like I, we're we're right here. Felt it here. You know, we're right here, and we can't find it. Maybe to they look at the Channel lives. Lakes as like you know some sort of. Well, is it? It could be. I've heard Jules very hard to work with, and I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody, but I, I have heard that from um, my buddy oh, that works like s- the s- getting in their distribution. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I've mm. heard that's tough. Um, I mean, the only place I found it around here is Meyer. Which surprises me. Well, so my buddy Brian's <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm a little surprised how hard they're going because of the local competition that exists here in Grand Rapids. And maybe that's why. And I was like, well, maybe they just assume there's a lot of beer drinkers and they're used to paying for good beer. And so that that's actually what attracted them to it. Right. Yeah. So anyways, I actually having him get me some straight jacket. And it's just funny to me that here I am in Illinois. Granted, I'm not in Chicago. I'm, you know, on almost the border. But still, it's easier for my buddy in Grand Rapids <laughs> yeah. to get Revolution. Than well, me. it was easier for like my coworkers in San Francisco to get CBS and KBS than it was for us. Dallas Dan saw stacks of it. Dallas Dan, I mean yeah. Dallas Dan, you know, last year, uh, Bourbon Good. County, yeah, you know, so it's like, I don't know. That's another one. Is it there a second release? I found it very difficult just to get the regular <laughs> brand stout this year. Like it was, it was I easier really to get some of the variants. It. Yeah, where's the brand stout? Yeah. Just the just the basic. But, but last year there seemed to be a second kick of it. Right. Later. Right. Did yeah. that not happen? Maybe not yet. Well, uh, yeah, the brand stout and the barley wine was available for a long time last year. Almost yeah. uh, like a second round. Because Antioch had stacks of the barley wine. Now yes. speaking of, speaking of, yeah, they did. Right, they had stacks of both of it for yeah. a long time last year. Speaking of, though, I don't think we ever actually talked about this. I think you Marco Poloed both of us, right? About our 2015s. Oh yeah, did did right. I? No, I wasn't on that. So he looked up our 2015s have the date range of the infected, the soured. Ooh, right. <laughs> so he, so I'm like, he's like, just remember when we open it, you know. And I'm like, well, now I want to open it more. I want right. to see. Are we gonna <laughs> know? See how bad like, it is. Is it gonna be Funkalicious? Like, yeah. would you know? It won't taste like the one we had. You think you'd be like, what? The? What happened in this beer? <laughs> I think somebody shit in my beer. <laughs> I guess it sours it, right? Like, it tastes yeah. a bit yeah. nutty. <laughs> shit, it's a bit nutty. <laughs> so, whatever we decide. Yeah, it's, uh, it was bottled on October 26th, and that's one of the, like, one the, of the seven, seven days. Yeah, seven days that they identified. And at the time, you were able to take that bottle back and get a refund. It's probably what happened. That's why this guy had <laughs> some of it. the distributor still had it. Well, yeah, probably just sat somewhere thinking we're going to get the refund, and then they forgot to do it, and then all of a sudden the refund period's over with, and we're going to put this on the shelves and get rid of it. <laughs> so let me ask you guys. I was having this conversation with my Grand Rapids uh, buddy, Bry. We were trying to, we were debating, because he was talking about, should I age? He asked me, are you aging any of your, because now that he can get it, are you aging any of your straight jacket? Are you aging any of your death tar? I said, I'm going to age one can of straight jacket, and I'm going to age, I have one four-pack of death tar. I was like, I don't know how it ages in a can, but we'll find out. Anyways, we started getting into this conversation. Is it best to drink it when the beer comes out? Or is it best, or is aging, is there still validity to aging? Does it matter if it's can, bottle, blah, 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 blah. And and we started laughing about how founders did it, like, hey, drink your CBS now. And I started telling him how if you go to Revolution, it says keep it cold, drink it. Like they've, they've been updating some of the copy there on the mm-hmm. site. Um, and we both started just discussing whether or not that was just clever of them to get people to drink what they have so they keep buying Go more, buy more. Or if it really was um, them trying to help us drink it when it's best so we remember it best. 
But where the conversation led to, which I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on, is what happens if you have a yearly release that's a popular release? KBS, CBS, Datar, um, Cuvée, whatever it is. What happens if, like, you go to the head brewmaster and the brewmaster's like, you know, and this has to be done by, it, we, we have to start bottling by X date, you know, Feb 15th to get this out by March 1st. Like, what if the brewmaster says, it's not ready? I've tasted it. It's not ready. I don't approve this. And and the the <laughs> salespeople, the owners, the who who's ever making the decisions, like I don't I don't give a shit. Like we have deadlines we have to make. Like so, my I guess my question to you guys is: once you get big and once you have something that's popular and makes money, like does the brewmaster really have control to stop something from going out? I would say if it's a good brewery, they have the ultimate control in in it. You know, because most, most most breweries from I mean. Not working did one, but from what I understand, they're the ones that would dictate whether it goes or not. And then that's what we've been led to believe, right? And I'm not saying anybody's told me different. I'm just thinking about it from the business th- perspective. Well, you're the ultimate skeptic, so I think I am a skeptic. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> but I, I work I like in skeptics. business every day, and 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 speed to market and hitting deadlines mean something. And the, it just it seems like a natural conflict of interest. Except my wife, she doesn't like to hit deadlines at work. I think that. Uh, oh, oh. It's getting she had, a, she had a very was bad. That, was that the right day to make that comment? <laughs> That's exactly why I made it. She had a very very bad week at work where she missed a deadline. Not her fault. Not her fault. She's kicking and streaming, yeah. and uh, <laughs> the double barreled uh, fingers went up. I think. Yeah, but I get <laughs> came out quick. I, I get double barrel fingers all the time. So it's not okay. That's how they say I love you. So yeah, here's my is. thought on this. I love you. I think that it's not necessarily the case. With like Cuvée, because this is a different blend every year. But in yearly releases like KBS, CBS, um, something that... Surly Darkness? Even to, yeah, to an extent, even though it's a little bit different every year. Or what's the one that Three Floyds does that's huge? Yeah, Darkness Days. Darkness Days. No. Well, they they release it on Darkness Days. Oh, okay. I forget what it's called, but... Well, darkness. It's just darkness, right? I think this goes back probably to the... Probably the... Dark Lord. Thank you. The first release. So the brewmaster probably had unlimited control of the first time this stuff came out. Sure, totally makes sense. And it's Wasn't not going to come out yet. until it's ready. Totally makes sense. So once once the first one once the first one's ready, he now knows, he or she now knows that's how much time it took to age properly. And now we can do this in the going forward, this is the schedule. So I hear you. I hear you, but there's there's variables. I mean, there could well, be a harsher sure, winter. Think, there could be we didn't we didn't get the exact same barrels that we got last time. I think that's that maybe that's why there's a difference in some of these some of the surveys. A, a, a brewery like Founders is getting big enough now where I think their the control of their their barrels is probably better than most. And as, as well as Goose, yeah. I mean, they were the start. They that's fair. Thought by they're core in the market they on started, buying barrels. Well, they and they started this yeah. whole barrel aging phenomenon we have now. So yeah. they've been doing it for a long time. So I think for them, it's it's they have the process down, right? When they do it, they know what's going to happen. But we're also only four years out of them releasing a significant amount of beer with bacteria in it. Yeah. It happens, though. I mean, it even happens to other breweries all the time. We mm-hmm. just don't hear about it because it's not goose. I'm not saying that's what happened, but do we, we don't know that that didn't have a part of it. Like, this shit's got to get out. No, um, the, the I'm not saying that's what happened. The bacteria wouldn't be because they went too quickly. The bacteria would be because they didn't clean their shit right. 
fair well but couldn't that be because they were moving too quickly or should somebody be, have yeah. caught that in testing and said this isn't ready <laughs> to go think, right yeah. that's what, that's we all. also i mean we uh, we also don't know what goes on behind the scenes i mean what if what if this wasn't what cuvee 2019 was supposed to be great question well, <laughs> but how many of these beers are pleasant surprises yeah where you crack it open you're like this is not what i thought it was going to be but holy it's shit really good. And yeah. it's really good right like yeah and i'm sorry but that happens every time we homebrew Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every single time. Every single time. Yes. We crack it open. We're like, "Hey, that actually tastes good." Like, oh, okay, uh, you know? I can still see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. I still have the skin on my leg after brewing. We're fine. Well, you know, and I, I'll just wrap it up by saying, like, I, I I didn't really want to come off as a skeptic. I was just thinking about, you know, when you when you're making such a good thing that's so highly anticipated. I wonder if there's ever this just natural conflict uh, between I w- I would, the brewmaster saying when it's going to be ready and I would when imagine the rest it of happens. operations is like, we yeah. need this going. Right? I, would, I would imagine it happens in, in breweries. Yeah. I, I would imagine there are definitely some breweries that happen. Especially in. when the owner is a different person than the brewmaster. That, that's <laughs> what I was actually, that's the point I was going yeah. with. When, when the businessman is the owner and not the brewer, mm-hmm. I think I would see it happening more there. But when... The owner is the brewmaster, which is as the case in three here. Three sheeps. Yep. Right. You know, he understands the business, but he also knows the beer. He's also, in some sense, that's his name, and he doesn't want to put out a shit product. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah. What? What do we? How do we start on this? It was a. It was a conversation I that Jake's I got into. Ideas. That was the. That was a conversation you're having with your 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 uh, buddy, right? Grand uh, Rapids Bry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well. Midway points, anything change for you fellas? Warming up at, at all out there? It's actually, it's actually, I, I I thought as it warmed up, it wouldn't be as good. Just with the kind that it is. But it's actually just as good, if not a little bit better. I, more Chardonnay fruitiness In, to me is coming out <laughs> as it warms up, which surprises me because usually to me that is better cold. But but the, the rule for drinking a white wine as explained to me by, um, uh, what are they? What are they called? Wine, wh- wine masters. What's the? No, what's the person that makes the wine? Wine head head winemaker. The person that makes the wine. Head winemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a brewmaster. What's the, the wine, wine head? What's the guy that make guy or gal that makes the wine? Sir, why no? Anyway, yeah. <coughs> it was explained to me that we're, with we're mainly a beer show. Dreamy head, Yeah, right. <laughs> There is there is a fifteen minute rule for both Vinter. for both whites and reds. What? Vintner, Vintner, Vintner. Okay. I will Vintner. I will Vintner. Yes, I will Vinter. Google this shit. I did the Vintner <laughs> with a white wine. Isn't that isn't that a potato chip? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> with a white wine, you're supposed to take it out of the cellar, refrigerate it for an hour, open it, and after fifteen minutes. Start drinking it, and as it as it mm. as it warms from being in the refrigerator, <coughs> the flavors, the really really good flavors, really starts to come out with white wines. So maybe that's what's happening here. We I'll chilled have to it. Start doing that. Take it out of my cellar. Wine cellar. Yeah. And then the and then the fifteen minute. <laughs> well, rule, your cellar's so big, it takes fifteen minutes to walk from the cellar back to the kitchen. So the fifteen minute rule also applies <laughs> to red cooler. I stuck it in the basement. <laughs> that's the problem. Which one is it in? <laughs> You have the, a, sp- you have a r- spreadsheet for that. I guess I'm interrupting you on purpose. You have a spreadsheet for that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, but the reds are actually more important I, dr- than the I drew a map, but I have to get into my map. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I'm finishing the fucking sentence. I don't care how many times you. <laughs> my name is Chad. I'm gonna unplug all your fucking microphones. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Chad. 
You, uh, would you have a you have a spreadsheet? Tab one is cooler one. Tab two is cooler two. <laughs> What's in there? I drew a map with crayons. <laughs> What's the X? That's where my favorite beers are. <laughs> <laughs> What's the stick figure with titties? Don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> There's special beer there. All right, well, since nobody's talking, I'm going to tell you the 15-minute rule for the Reds as well. I can't wait. Go which is take it out of the cellar, chill it only for 15 minutes, open immediately, and serve. Oh, Chad bought it. No, I bought this one. Oh, right. <laughs> How do you know that bottle that came out of? Just the fucking <laughs> So what was the fifteen minute rule again? <laughs> I was joking, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, you know, like I, it's so rude, but you're you're probably the funniest person I know to interrupt. Like nobody likes getting interrupted, <laughs> but the murder eyes are just classic. <laughs> and I'm always laughing when I'm giving murder eyes. It, but it's that smile that's like I'm gonna stab you later. <laughs> you know, and, and it's so funny. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. <laughs> oh, man. Is he still married to that? Too? I don't know. <laughs> every Whoever every time I play that clip, I'm like, how can he still be with that lady? <laughs> I think, how could that lady be with him? Yeah, yeah right. That's, yeah, either way. <laughs> but, you know. I won't talk nice to you and talk about fornicating with you. His wife's got to be still with him, right? I'm going I'm to look right now, unless you can be For faster. Which one? John Gruden. Gruden. <laughs> oh, there you go. Married in 91. Yep, still married. Cindy. Well, to her credit, and don't get me wrong, I'm not calling her a gold digger. I'm just calling her a smart business move woman. <laughs> that guy did sign a 10-year, $100 million deal. So, you know, he might be worth putting up with his insanity. I mean, think how much, how little she has to see him, though. Yeah, exactly. She she basically has her own life right. completely funded. He's a complete asshole. Eh, I never see him anyway. Yeah. He's, so, he's such a weird-looking dude. He looks like Chucky. Yeah, uh-huh. especially in this picture right there. Well, and then we, yeah, we mix that face. <laughs> the eyebrow. <laughs> he definitely looks like Chuck. He's strange. strange. He's a strange dude. He is a strange dude. He's gotten crazier as he's gotten older. My name is John. God, don't fuck him out. <laughs> what? Warn me next. I'm going to turn your mic down. <laughs> I got to do it back here. My name is John. There we go. That's much better. You're getting yeah. good at that. Do you I practice, you, I practice when I, Yeah, when I'm working on my tugboat, that's what I do. Is just, <laughs> but you, just so everybody, everybody listening, <laughs> he's actually building a tugboat. That's like, yeah, it's so, not a euphemism. Yeah, I, don't what, like I don't know what you guys are thinking about. <laughs> talking about him building his tugboat. <laughs> Every time I'm tugging, I just <laughs> my name is Chad. Uh, I guess we should take this opportunity to plug your other channel. <laughs> yeah. Wisco cool. Boater on YouTube. You can actually watch him build his tugboat. Yeah. Watch, watch him while he tugs. Got uh, <laughs> <laughs> there will be. <laughs> he always, he'll Mario he'll Marco will be like, I'm going to go out there and uh, tug away. I'm going to go play with my tug play for a little bit. Play with my tug for a little bit. Like, oh, God, shut up. Stop yeah. playing with your dinghy. By the time, uh, <laughs> well, when this, when this episode of Beard Hops comes out, I'll have uh, about 25 episodes out. Damn, yeah, yeah, three three subscribers. YouTube, yeah, yeah. Wisco Butter, Wisco Butter, yeah. all subscribe on the YouTubes. Uh, have you got copywritten strike yet? Nope. 
Because <laughs> I have music playing sometimes in the background of yep. the radio, and I'm like, oh. Every gonna, time I'm editing video, he's going to get like, a copyright strike. Yep. Every time I'm editing, I'm like, I probably should turn the background music down just a little bit. <laughs> you know, we've gotten copyright strike. We have several times. Yeah. For what the, uh, for the well, Simpsons. I'm not worried about it. Oh, we have for the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We actually we so the first time we got it, Chad and I were talking, and we unless we were also using the video of our intro, you know. Now we just use the audio of our intro. We don't use the video. And uh, Chad and I were talking. We're like, "Well, how do we get around this?" I don't. I'm like, I, I worked long and hard on that damn edit. I really don't want to. <laughs> redo I still think it. this would be fun to do, though. Yes. So what we what we talked about doing, and like you said, it'd still be fun to do, is redo each clip, but with us. That would be amazing. <laughs> like use <laughs> use Gina as Marge, you that know, be here, you know, yeah. So we've we've actually talked about <laughs> what it. do they actually do when that happens? So is there's there a there's fine? several different kinds. Um, and it's all depending on who the copyright holder is wants to do. So the strike against us is a monetization strike, which <laughs> jokes on you. We don't make any money. Right. But <laughs> if that video was to make money, we wouldn't get any of it. The copyright holder would get the money. All of it, regardless yes. of the rest of the content. Correct. Wow. Yep. So uh or the copyright holder can do a no take it down and then YouTube will delete it. So But their thing right now is if it makes any money, they want the money. Yeah, and we don't make any money, so we can just keep using right, it. Right, exactly. That's why, that's why I was like, because <laughs> system I, works. When I told him about it, he's like, "Well, what, what now? What? Are we gonna take it down?" I was like, "Nope, we don't make a damn penny off this." Wasn't so. there a song, a rap song that we used one time that you got? We played too. I long am of surprised it? we haven't gotten taken down for the Friday morning beer review song. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh, I'm surprised we haven't gotten anything on yet. You know, I don't. I use that. That clip every single every week. week, and I still I don't I, I still don't know who that chick is. That yeah, sings that I can't song. remember either. But we've used it every Friday for over a year now, <laughs> yeah. and we haven't gotten hit. On Actually, use the video. We and use the, the video too. Yeah. Think about it though. Like, how many people must just use Simpson stuff? Yeah, I mean, but it depends. You know, like, if you use a very short clip, no big deal. But if you like, we use all except one of those clips. One of the clips is a Family Guy. The rest of them are all Simpsons. So. Uh, my my assumption is the length of the of what we're using is the reason, but again, we only got it once on a couple of videos. We haven't got it on every single video, so yeah. So I don't know what that was about, but mm-hmm. yeah, the, the YouTube copyright stuff is funny. So, but now I just download the free music that YouTube offers to play on the background and stuff. I avoid that, so. But I'm not taking the Simpsons down unless we shoot our own. So, um. Any beer news? I guess. Bear news. Bear news. To the bear news. Well, we could real quickly talk about who we're having on. Hey, that's a good idea for an interview uh, tonight. It's going to be Greg Avola. Again, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, he is the co-founder of Untapped. If you don't know what Untapped is, then I don't know where you've been because we talk about it every show. This must be your first time listening to our show. <laughs> Even if it's the first time listening to the case, show, I'm you sorry. still should know. If you're a beer drinker, you should you know should what Untapped is. is. I, yeah. One thing I, I kind of interesting to ask him, obviously besides, you know, the startup process and the idea where it came from, all that good stuff, but there, when, you, when you look on beer Twitter, there is a divide. There's an absolute love of Untapped, and there's people who absolutely hate it. And think it's the most the worst thing, really ever. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there are people that are just adamantly against rating beers. See, and here's what I would say to those people: 
I think get a life. I think what they're calm the fuck down. They're taking it too serious. <laughs> what they're against is like this whole oh, you, you stop trying to rate everything. This, yeah, exactly. Uh, right. You know, yeah. I'm a beer purist. I'm gonna go, you know, throw an axe and wear my flannel and whatever they do. I don't know. I actually wear okay, flannels, but you know what I mean. It's like tomorrow. a crunchy. You wear flannels? I've never seen you wear flannel. I don't. Well, I don't look great in them, but I do. <laughs> it's because his mouth is so small. Yeah, it throws the whole flannel, the whole everything off, and yeah. you need a much longer beard. I, the reason I like Untapped is really just because it's a really good app. It's well built. It's just fun, yeah, it's, and it's super easy to use and search. And yeah, it helps me remember what I drank if I liked it. Like I legit look when I'm looking at a beer and I'm trying to decide to buy it. Yes, I look at the global rating, but I look and see what, which one of my friends have had it and yep. like what they think of it. You know, we post comments to each other on there. Um, it's a way for me to stay in touch with my beer buddies that are you know strewn around the country. Yep. So it, it really has nothing to do with like shaming or judging or, you know, the rating is just, it's just for fun. It's not serious. That's a, I mean, it's just a cool social app, social network. I mean, the, I, I mentioned uh, uh, this guy, Chris, before. I won't say his last name because I, I don't know if he wants me to, but I have not met Chris yet. But I haven't f- met Carl. We're, f- we're <laughs> <laughs> nobody has. We're we're friends through <laughs> Untapped, and we message. We use Untapped <laughs> as text as a text app. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to meeting Chris at some point, uh, just because you know we drink, we like the same types of beers, and uh, you know, he's actually close by to where I live. And oh at some point. I'll go. meet up with Boy. him. And See, it's also all great sudden. as a dating app. So um, <laughs> all of a sudden, Chad disappears. We never hear from him again. Yeah, yeah Chad gets Pokemon into an alley. <laughs> um, so shifting gears here, what is your favorite cereal from when you were a kid, what Chad the fuck is or Adam? Your 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 Frosted Flakes, right? Or what's the one? Oh. That, no, 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 no. Captain Crunch. Damn it! I knew that. Chad. Lucky Charms. All right, Gina. Oh, as oh a kid, God. boring. She's raisin bran. She liked she she liked to have good shits even as a kid. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Smart Mouth Brewing Co., a brewery uh, in Norfolk, point to that Virginia, known for its wild flavor creations, well, is releasing a Lucky Charms flavored IPA beer. Yes, and apparently, it's magically ridiculous. Magically, the IPA that, was, that was horrible. That was absolutely horrible. Made by tossing. <laughs> pounds of marshmallows, <laughs> some which were toasted, along with tropical fruity calypso hops. Ooh. Yeah, the result is Ooh. a sweet and fruity taste that will remind you of your favorite cereal. Uh, and to wrap it up here, it is 6.6 ABV and released on draft and in 16-ounce pint cans. Where is this brewery at? And they're going to celebrate this with a Saturday morning event. This is in, uh, what did I say, Norfolk? Norfolk. Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia. I've been out there, and they say Norfolk. I was a big Lucky Charms. No fuck. Uh, Lucky Charms. I don't know if I had a favorite, but it was definitely top three. And what Lucky Charms is, if you guys remember, the marshmallows, as good as they were, didn't really taste like... No, they're just sugar. Yeah, (laughs) supposedly. Dried sugar. Supposedly they have changed the recipe, and they actually taste a little bit more like you're eating marshmallows. Really? I remember when the Purple Horseshoe came out. Ah, the Purple, yeah. It wasn't an original marshmallow. That was a big to-do. It was. Did they have commercials on it? Yeah. Yeah. Purple Horseshoe. That's all I got. I'm done. 
Are we almost done? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, about ready to finish her off here. Oh, Chad just went in. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um. Okay, real quickly, just because I thought it, the headline's kind of funny. Bud Light says trolling competitors increased transparency and interest in beer ingredients. Did it increase interest in people drinking Budweiser? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're not wrong, but it's kind of funny that they're now... See, we're the I good guys. they're regretting it. We're taking the high road here. But now they're trying to turn it into something good they did. Yeah. Or is the truth is now they just made more people care about knowing where their beer came from, which they probably didn't really want to do. They just wanted to throw shade at some competition. Listen to this. According to Google Trends, search volume for corn syrup rose... 353% and corn syrup in beer rose 9,612% after Bud Light's ad aired at the Super Bowl. I just love that the light the corn growers of America went after them. <laughs> that just fucking makes me But smile. I think it's just funny. You got all these people sitting there watching the Super Bowl. They see that commercial. Yeah. They whip out their phones yeah. and Google. Immediately search for it. Yeah, yeah. is there beer in my corn? There's oh a corn my in, my, turn in my beer. They're turning my corn gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trump turning her corn gay? Is Trump turning her. Are frogs gay? <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, there's a freakout moment among like 50 million people. Additionally, 777% more people were searching for Bud Light ingredients on Google, as well as for Miller Light and Coors Light ingredients. Uh, 1,833% for Miller and thir- uh, 1,375% for Coors. <laughs> nobody was checking Bush Light or no, yeah, nobody was checking Natty Ice. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> I, I still... it's. It surprised me, but I thought it was funny when Grant told us that they had, you know, email within yeah like within 30, 30 minutes. minutes. That was kind of funny. So. <laughs> All right. Hilarious. Let's wrap this biatch up. One beer. Jake, what do you say, Cuvée 19? Here's the funny thing. I like it more, but I'm going to lower the rating. <laughs> You're chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... I'm gonna, <laughs> What? I'm gonna sh- I think this is. I you know, Gina did a Baz- great job. Bazinga. This is an excellent Bazinga. drinking beer, Bazinga. but it's, Bazinga. It's not. You're killing me, small. It's an interesting beer. Quickly. It's a unique beer. It's a complex beer, but it's just not especially great beer. It's Jake from State Farm. Well, she's a guy, so so it's getting a four. But it's good. My name is Chad. Oh. Two beers. Uh, well, I'm going to actually dr- lower mine as well. I'm coming off the five. I think that I think that if you could keep it really cold, I actually like a better cold. Um, and I think that if you could keep it nice and chilled all the way through, I probably could keep it at a five. But I'm actually going to drop it a half a point to a four point five. Just because the, um, I think the Chardonnay flavor is a little bit, um, not overdone. It's just, it is, it's more present than it is in like a roll out the barrel. And I, I give it the same score as a roll out the barrel based partially on its rareness. We got to drink it. We'll probably never drink it again. Um, and I liked it enough initially to give it a five, but. I think right, a four. I we didn't rate on rareness. No, I said just. I said that's a partial factor. It escalated in, quickly. In beers that are rare. Does that, does that make sense? 
I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Adam. Creepy. Creepy. (laughs) What's the other part of it? And I'm about to go or something. What? My name is Adam, and I've had enough. I've had enough. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember how I found that on YouTube. It sounds like uh, uh, the dude from Taken. Well, then there's this other one. My name is Adam. That's actually from a movie. Um, but I don't know what one is. Uh, yeah, anyway. The guy that played Two-Face in Batman. Um, that's the actor. Tommy Lee Jones? No, not that one. Oh, that the one. new Batman. Yeah, yeah. The same actor that played that says that line. Anyway, does it really matter? So let's go <laughs> three beers. Let's get back to this here. My name is Adam. All right, Why did go. I go back to a George Clooney Batman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Batman. George Clooney. Um, I was at 475, right? I'm staying. I liked it as it warmed up. Um, it's a little too sweet as it warmed up for me. Yeah, that's actually, that's true. It did you get know, so sweeter. That residual sweetness kind of lingers sweet. on the tongue. And it's just like that kind of, I don't like that all that much. I agree with you, though. If it, if you're able to keep it chilled and cold the whole time, yeah. I mean, I think it'd be easier to drink if you could keep it cold the whole time. I think it's easy to drink. It, that, it's easy to just drink. That, that no, I'm just saying just it's easier sweet. if it, when it was when colder. When it's colder, yeah. it's, it's drier and yeah. it goes down. You know, when it warms, it's still good. It just gets sweet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's definitely good. I'm glad we had it. I'm glad the beer store guy, boy, <laughs> child, whatever it was. Uh, as a man, but of course it was. I mean, post up or pre up? I don't know. <laughs> actually, I. It's eh, <laughs> actually. You wearing? All right. Well. Uh. So yeah, that is our beer for this evening. Now, time for the interview. Time for the interview with Greg, and uh, after the interview, we'll come back and uh, say how awesome we were at it. That's, what That's we'll right. Do. Because uh, we are awesome. Well, obviously. <laughs> you have anything to say before I stop? I mean, Greg's going to be a great interview. Really looking for a different, kind of a different uh, topic than our uh, our other interviews have been. You know, yeah. not a beer podcaster, not a brewery-related employee. Not um, a beer writer. Not a beer writer. So it's going to be interesting. Um, the only one that is going to be more different than than Greg is probably when we interview Carl. <laughs> if nobody gets that joke, go to our last episode and just listen to the first ten seconds of it. It's hard to explain, but it, it you'll want to listen to the rest of it. After you'll want to listen to the rest of it after that because the the interview was awesome. But I will actually probably put that clip on the old soundboard here so we can. <laughs> and uh, Car- who is Carl? All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. Um, enjoy. The interview with Greg, and we'll be back after that. What was that? That was his growly bear burp. Oh, jeez. I kept it in. I thought it even sounded like a burp. <laughs> Somebody puked. I didn't know what it was. Everybody, welcome uh, back to the uh, interview section of the Beard Hops podcast tonight. Tonight, we have Greg Avola. Did I say that correctly? Avola? You did. Greg Avola from Untapped. 
And uh, I'll let Greg do a quick intro here because he's the CTO and founder? Co-founder, yeah. Co-founder of of Untapped. And I think it's something that uh, everyone in the beer world is probably familiar with. But I uh, hope so. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> how are you I doing tonight, so. Greg? Yeah, just do a quick intro here and then we'll get into some a- asking some questions. Cool. Thanks for having me. My name is Greg Abola. Like you said, I'm the CTO and co-founder of Untapped. Um, we founded Untapped back in 2010 of last year and uh, or last year of 2010, not last year. Um, <laughs> And uh, on top, say social beer network, for lack of a better word. So it allows you to be able to connect with bars, breweries, and restaurants, and also with your user, your friends. So you'd be able to see what they're drinking, what they rated it, um, and things like that. So um, it's all encompassing social platform that, you know, the goal is to help people find beer and find friends and then find places to go. Well, I got to tell you, um, Untapped has been an absolute joy to use, and it's it's something that keeps us uh, beer nerds connected. <laughs> yeah. And I've actually made a couple of friends and a couple of them I haven't even met yet. Um, but I've made a couple of friends through the untapped social network. And I, I think it's just a, a fascinating thing. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, Greg, when I first heard about this, this app uh, from my friend, Mike Bullock, uh, he, he told me about it a few years ago. I, I was not one of the early adopters in 2010. I honestly <laughs> didn't know about it until about 2015, I think. Right. But uh, my friend Mike told me about it. He's like, you've got to get on Untapped. It's like, it's like Facebook, but for alcoholics. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way and, to put it. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a good way to put it. And I don't, but I don't mean that in a bad way. It's, uh, no, of course not. Yep. It's just, it's been an absolute, uh, uh, absolutely fun way to, to, keep track of, of your friends and what's going on in the beer world. So, um, Yeah, it's interesting because when we first started it, the goal was just uh, my co-founder and I, um, you know, we were just trying to think about ways to kind of enhance the whole uh, Foursquare experience. So when on tap first started, mm-hmm. we were big Foursquare fans. So we would kind of check into places. He's from California, I'm from the New York area. So we just wanted to see where each other were, were physically located. But then we said, well, that's cool, but I don't really care that you're at a grocery store or anything of that nature. It <laughs> doesn't really interest me. But if you're at a bar, what beer you're drinking there? And we thought about how beer is very inherently social, but there was no real time representation of that online um, in, in the moment. So that's kind of where Untapped came from. It and most people don't know is when we first launched Untapped back in 2010, we had no rating feature at all, absolutely none. Oh, wow. So it was actually just check into a beer and tag your location. And that was it. We added a lot more oh, okay. as we as we kind of merged and, and gone through the system. But, you know, the simple premise of what we we're trying to accomplish was simply just to be able to educate yourself about what beers are out there and what beers you liked. Because um, ultimately, you don't want to have to have a beer you hated and then three years later, forget that you hated it and get it again and then be disappointed. So <laughs> yep. that was kind of the whole premise of how it all started and, and where we are today. I think that's actually probably one of the biggest ways I use it. Um, and right. I know our other uh, co-host Jake. Well, especially Jake, he does it even more than me. When we go to like a beer store, he is constantly just scanning a beer, looking it up, scanning a beer, looking it up. You know, and I'm just like, can I just grab a beer and let's go? But I always <laughs> like to look up and see, have I had this before? And then of course I'll check if Chad's had it or Jake had, and see what they thought about it. Um, but what my wife and I recently started doing with this is because we have way too much beer in this house. And so this uh, <laughs> was like two months ago, I think, Chad, we did this. 
We took all the beer out of our f- beer yeah, fridge. Yeah, inventory. Put it on our counter on our on our uh, on our kitchen table, and I went through and I scanned all the beer and made made it into like a my fridge list. There and you then, go. Then that's then we, we looked back and we're like, holy shit, we have seventy different beers in here. And <laughs> it was more than that. It was like seventy seven or seventy eight. <laughs> Okay, so I was eight off. Okay, it's, it's way <laughs> down now, but you know, it was just, it was pretty cool to see him be able to do that because her first thing was let's let's make a spreadsheet, and I was like, no, I don't want to do a spreadsheet. That's so, that's old school right there. Right, exactly. She's a project manager, so like spreadsheets, it's like where she <laughs> lives. So, so yeah, it's been great. Um, yeah, yeah, the beer fridge thing is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a, a not a heavily used feature and something that we're trying to kind of educate more users about. So basically being able to go in there, create your own custom list and being able to basically also one of the other cool features is the, it's the ability to um, toggle whether you want the beer to be removed from your list yes, after you check it in. Too. It's great for beer sellers because yeah. if you have, for example, you know, four quantities of a, you know, I don't know, Bourbon County Stout or something like that in there, you can easily just remove it one of them after you check it in, which is really great from that perspective. Yeah, and we we use that feature. Although it's hard to get my wife to do that, um, but we, <laughs> we we do we use that feature. I, I couldn't be a, a store or anything because I don't think my inventory is very up to date. But um, yeah, it's. I think I can. I have to look it up. I, I recently this past year started being a supporter of Untapped. Yeah, thank you. Uh, because yeah, we as, use as, it as did I. Yeah, you did too. Uh, we we use it on the show all the time. Every show we will rate a beer. At the beginning of the show, we give our initial untapped rating, what we think we're going to do. And then as we go through the show, we end up drinking the whole beer. And by the end of the show, like this is our final rating, and we check it in on untapped. Um, nice. And then Chad, every Friday, does a Friday morning beer review where he'll drink a little bit of it while he's still waking up on Friday morning. And he'll he'll give his initial rating, but then he'll tell everybody, okay, go find me on untapped to see what I end up rating oh, it at the end. So um, we use, we pimp. We we love Untapped on this show, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, we were excited to see like you I, on. So, yeah, like I said earlier, Untapped was really kind of this. Um, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, yeah, you built a really great community with the Untapped app." And my only my response always is, "Well, we didn't build a community; we just cultivated a community because exactly, there were yeah. tons of beer drinkers out there already." But I think this is something that we wanted to help provide a real time experience for everyone to drink socially. So that's kind of where we came from. So I'm really happy you guys are supporters. Um, it means a lot for me personally. Well, we want to, we, we want to delve into the details of, of untapped and the, and the app and, and the business of it a little bit here. If, as long as we have time to, but before we get into that, uh, you have a beer festival coming up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And we, we just found out about this. We're excited about it. I'm not sure we're going to be able to make it, but if we can, uh, I, I would love to go to it, and it's in Charlotte, North Carolina, coming up right. on May 4th. Is that right? Yeah, so it's going to be on May 4th uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, like you mentioned, at the uh, Bank of America Stadium. So that's the that's home incredible. of the Panthers. Uh, we're, wow. we're super excited. It's been a dream of mine to do this from the beginning of Untapped, um, and to be able to actually do this and, and get it out there uh, is an amazing experience. And you know, one of the things that we're so excited about uh, we do people use Untap at festivals all the time, yep. uh, and we're being able to control the entire experience from the coming in the doors to the leaving the doors. So we have a lot of cool things planned with the app to have better integration for festivals, easier to check in, things like that. Um, we're super excited about it. It's the first of a 
first of its kind, but you know, you saw the uh, the announcement. We're calling it Untapped Beer Festival Level One, which kind of signifies that we're going to be doing more and more of these as we go along. So. If you can't make the uh, level one in Charlotte, there will be a level two uh, and a level three. So um, we're kind of keeping this little little uh, secret right now of where those will be. Um, but definitely level one is in Charlotte on May 4th. And we hope you guys can come down. That will be awesome. Uh, but you know, that's, that's, that's the really exciting part of what we had this past week. So they'll, they'll be in different cities then, right? Yes, yes, definitely different cities, and there'll be one in Europe as well. Um, So we're super excited about going across the pond um, to be able to do that uh, for our European users. Um, But, yes, there'll definitely be another city um, uh, for in the U.S. uh, for well. Nice. Now, I love that you chose Untapped Beer Fest Level 1 (laughs) because, I mean, it it just totally goes right along with everything in the app, right, when you get the badges. Mm -hmm. And we can jump into badges here in a little bit, but... Mm. Uh, last night, actually, we were, we were recording a session show. What we call it session. We just kind of bullshit uh, the three of us. And Jake, by the way, we really wish he could be with us tonight, but uh, he had a family commitment that uh, that didn't work out. But um, the three of us last night were recording, and he had mentioned that uh, he had reached 400 unique beers on Untapped. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, well, you're at level four. You know, <laughs> every every hundred beers has got to be a level, right? So. I think it's really cool that you that you uh, chose to make the first, uh, uh, we'll call it annual show, of mm. uh, of Untapped Beer Fest as as level one. So that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was kind of a play on names because we knew that uh, people were going to be asking. Well, you know, I, I can't go to Charlotte uh, if you're going to do another city. How will I know? You're actually going to do it, and we said, you know what? We already have this leveling system built into our badges, incorporated into um, our app. I mean, we had played around with ideas of, you know, you've seen those concert T-shirts where they have all the cities on the back. Mm-hmm. We kind of had the same idea of, of something like that with the Untapped Beer Festival. So, you know, again, we're, we're, I'm super excited about it. It's been a, something we're working on for a very long time. Like I've said in, in some of the stuff we've done before, it's the biggest thing, in my opinion, you've ever mm-hmm. done with the Untapped app. So we're, we're super excited about it. So, uh, oh, do you have a question, Adam? No, no. All right. So, um, sort of a two-parted question here. First of all, I don't, I don't know where, what your background is, so I, I kind of want to know where you came from. But, sure. <clears throat> but considering where you came from, how does it feel now to have, a, 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 we'll call it a company of Untapped. I mean, we'll call it a company, right? It is a yeah, it is a company. Company or yeah, so you've got a company called untapped and now you're you're going to bank of america stadium in charlotte north carolina this is how does that feel it's 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 surreal i mean first of all (laughs) my background um i I graduated with computer science i'm a programmer by trade so um you know that that was my background but you know we started untapped with just two people and then um you know we merged with the Who's the other founder by the way so the other co-founder is actually tim he's actually no longer with the company unfortunately but um so I'm not sure whether you call me the founder or the co-founder at this point, but okay. whatever, besides Fair the enough. point. But um, um, I think that the whole point of what we were able, able to accomplish here is we had a small two-man operation, and now we have over 100 employees that work for Untapped. So oh, it's wow. unbelievable to see the growth of the, of the company um, where we started out in the small building in downtown Wilmington, North Carolina, and now we're in the entire building, first and third and, and middle floor. So, nice. you know, it, it's incredible. I mean, honestly, there are a lot of beer festivals out there that happen all the time. But for us to be on an NFL stadium to do this is unreal in my, my <laughs> mind. So yeah. it's I, I'm super excited about it, and I think that, 
Um, we're going to have tons of great breweries there and tons of great experiences. So it's, it's surreal. That's the best word I can describe it as. It, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care where you come from. If you can put together a festival of any kind, it's using an NFL stadium. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, first There's of all, many out there, to be honest with you. Right. Like, well, research. You've got to work with the stadium. I don't know if you had to get permission with the NFL or what, what kind of permissions had to be done here, but in order to use a venue like that, I mean, you've got to have some clout. So that shows, <laughs> that shows how well I think untapped has been, accepted across the United States and probably across the world. It's crazy. Cause I never thought in a million years that we'd have a festival, first of all, but second of all, we had a story on NBC sports yesterday talking about how the Panthers are going to hold the, the, uh, the untapped beer festival, which is like, uh, one of the first uh, new kind of non-football events are going to harry at the bank of America stadium. So oh, wow. just to be even on like a page like that is insane crazy to me. So, uh, I think it's just a step forward from what, when we've heard from the Panthers is that they want to have more and more events that are held at the Bank of America Stadium. I think only been two concerts outside of football events that have happened in the history of the stadium. and will be the third non-football event, which is incredible uh, with a company like ours. It's not like a Google or a Facebook. And, you know, we're still kind of a small, uh, scrappy startup here. So it's pretty awesome to be able to have this event at that, that, that large stage. Uh, that's very cool, man. I, I, I mean, I got to give it to you, man. I got to give you props. Thank that's, you. That's it's an amazing thing. Um, I mean, if I had a, a company of a, I mean, I live in Wisconsin, so I'm a Packers fan and I can't imagine yeah. if I had a company of a hundred people, if I went to Lambeau field and said, now it's outdoors, of course, but I mean, if yeah. I went, if I Don't went to Lambeau and said, Hey, in August or July or whatever, before the season starts, I'd like to have a beer fest. They'd be like, <laughs> 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 Yeah, I mean, we got very lucky. You know, our COO is very close with a couple of friends that are part of the Panthers organization. So that helped us get it kind of in the door there. Um, but, you know, I think we just kind of got lucky. I think uh, untapped overall success is, is is warranted on the craft beer revolution. And in 2010, when we started, that's when kind of craft beer was taking off. Uh, we kind of got lucky in that avenue where we started the app and it just kind of rose with the craft beer ways. And I think the same thing here where the Panthers were looking for more people to kind of test out non-football events. And we kind of came to the table and we got lucky there, but you know, never in a million years, I thought this would be possible. So I'm super excited about um, the event. Now, when I, I know when I found untapped and I do this with all apps, really, I, I go and see, okay, what other apps out there are like this? Like, mm-hmm. is this the best app that I can find for whatever it is I'm trying to do? And right. And, so that brought me to I think it was Rate Beer, um, Beer Advocate where I was a one two, but I have to ask you with, with the somewhat recent news of Rate Beer, mm-hmm. you know what? I, well, I'll say first at first when we first started doing this podcast a little over a year ago, we we kind of used them all. Like we would talk about a beer and we check Untab, we check Rate Beer, we check Beer Advocate, and see what everybody was saying about it, and then we heard uh, Inbev owned. Rate beer, and we're like, okay, well, screw that. We're not going to use that one anymore. <laughs> Check that one out the window, <laughs> and we end up just coming and using Untapped only. What are your What are your thoughts on that? On the you know, InBev, well, now owning all of Rate Beer, right? I mean, uh, you know, we don't look at ourselves as probably competitors from that perspective. Just like the brewing industry, we really kind of support any type of movement toward you know the craft revolution or just beer in general education. Um, but you know, I, 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 we've heard from many brewers that are disappointed with the, the decision that was made from the rate beer side. Um, yeah. but from our, our perspective, you know, we've always been focused on making sure that the, the experience for the customer is like 
or the user is top notch. So, you know, we've always had very simple rating systems, one to five or zero to five is your kind of a threshold. Other sites have done zero to a hundred or different things like that. We always try to make it very simple from the users to kind of get uh, through uh, a rating perspective there. Um, but I think, you know, it's really important to be transparent with users. I think that's the number one thing we've tried to do on our entire history. Um, you know, if something big happens, we want to be able on the forefront to be able to tell them that uh, before somebody else hears about it somewhere else. I think that's in the beer industry. That's incredibly important. If you're yeah. a brewery and you get bought out by another brewery, you should be transparent enough to tell your customers, Hey, by the way, I'm now owned by ABC or whatever it is. So right. I think that's always important to do. Um, tell your, your your users exactly when these things happen. Don't wait six months, years, or something like that to kind of let, let the news out. If you're transparent and you let people know your real fans and your real people will come to will still stick with you. But if you're not going to be truthful on what you what your your ownership is, um, you know it's really important for users to do that. Which is why we actually implemented something called um, um, a subsidiary feature on Untap for breweries about almost a year and a half ago. So if a brewery is bought out by uh, another brewery, for example. We'll show the user right in the app and on the website who owns that particular brewery. So really? Lagunitas was bought out by Heineken hmm. for the first 49% back in the early days. We didn't put anything specifically on that. But now if you search for Heineken on the app, you'll see a subsidiary of Heineken uh, or Lagunitas. You would see a subsidiary of Heineken on the app itself. So it's a great way to kind of educate users oh. about where the brewery is it, it owned by. So you can make a decision uh, whatever your preferences are on that situation. That's really, I actually hadn't even noticed that, I, but I just did. I didn't up, either. That's I just awesome. looked up Lagunitas while he was saying it. Yeah, there you go. I will, I will, I will have to throw this in because Jake would be upset if we didn't mention this. Um, he had the idea that he wanted to to, to pitch to you um, <laughs> of using the um, Craft Beer Association's bottle. Yes. That, that when you, when you go to, you know, whatever uh, three sheep's brewery here in, in Wisconsin, that that craft beer, not everybody's coughing. I better not start coughing, you guys. This is going to be bad. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that when when you go and you check in that beer or you just look at that beer, that bottle shows up and mm -hmm. immediately identifies them as being part of craft. So there, you go. Yeah, there you go, Jake. I said it. it. <laughs> We've actually worked with the BA a lot. We have. Um, you probably have seen it. The um, the craft beer, uh, U.S. Craft Brewers Badge uh, for Independent Seal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that it, that it's a level up to 100. Um, it started back in September of last year. So we work with the, the BA a lot, the Brewers Association, to get that data about the who is part of the seal. It's something we're definitely thinking about for the future. Uh, but right now, we kind of separate. We have a, a toggle for all breweries for independence and whether they're owned more than 50% by another brewery. So we use that as a, a toggle between uh, independence that we eventually could use the seal for but it's something we're definitely thinking about for the future and have spots for it uh, in terms of data wise but yeah it's a good suggestion for sure now is that data dependent upon the brewery kind of setting that up or do you have like auditors that come through and look and you know and check it out or how does that how does that work so we have a a team of volunteer moderators about 250 of them all across the the world um that will go in and they'll, they'll actually go and clean up stuff in the region so we have regionalized um kind of expertise uh for people that are in northeast you know southeast things like that uh central and midwest um that will go in there and we'll, we'll, we'll make these changes the brewery itself could could make those changes most of the time they don't do that but we we end up going there and we'll change it if we hear a new something like that uh but most of our moderator staff is pretty pretty savvy in the in the industry so they're actually um 
going in there and changing it on a regular basis to make sure it's updated. Plus, the users that are on the service can propose an edit. So they can actually go in there and say that, hey, this brewery is owned by somebody else, and we'll go in there and make the change for it. But like I said, it's all about transparency. I, we we yeah. talk with, with Dogfish Head a lot, which are, are big proponents of this particular um, craft beer seal. Um, and it's all about being able to educate users on where that beer, where that brewery is owned by. Are they independent? Are they owned by somebody else? Um, you know, there's nothing bad with those uh, those particular breweries. If that's, if that's your choice, we just want you to be aware of what's out there and exactly. who owns what and be transparent. I think that's the best thing to do for the beer uh, industry right now is, you know, we don't want to pit one side against the other. We don't want to start fights with, you know, all these people. But we what we want to do is just educate the user on what's out there and what they're drinking so that they can make a decision based on their own preferences on what they want to do. You don't have a great corn syrup fight to the Super Bowl, right? You don't want to go in. Chad. Well, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, you know, I was just talking with my dad today about, uh, he called me, I'm going down to see him this weekend. He's like, Hey, I, I, he called me up. He's like, I, I got a beer question. What should I buy? And, hmm. you know, he's looking for, you know, just a, a lager of some sort for the, for the weekend. And he's like, he said, you told me about some Hawaiian beer, um, <laughs> at, at one point. And I said, well, there's a couple of them. I said, you know, Kona is, mm-hmm. is a big one, but it's owned by, um, it's not, they're not independent anymore. And, mm-hmm. and then there's Maui brewing that is independent. He's like, yeah, Maui, that's the one that, that you told me about. <laughs> but he called me to ask, you know, which, which beer he should buy based on which one is independent. And, mm-hmm. That's the thing with a lot of a lot of these uh, breweries that have ended up selling out. Um, not that they make bad beer anymore, but they don't make it known necessarily that uh, that they're not independent anymore. And having having a way to track that, such as an app like Untapped, is is you know it's a great thing. He's my dad's not on Untapped. He's he's still kind of yeah, old school. Change that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm working on it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, smartphone, it's, right? it's, so. it's, it's, it's all about being able to just describe to users ownership. And I think, you know, if, if you are not happy that you're owned by a certain brewery, then I don't know why you wanted to get owned by them. I mean, you have to be <laughs> honest with your customers and them know where you come from and who you are. I think that's really important. I mean, I think the whole, I call it the Etsy effect when you, when it comes to breweries, I think most people in, in, in local areas want to support their local breweries because they actually know them physically. They can go down, they can see the people that are making their beer. So you go to your local brewery, you can see them in the back that are they're They're in the, on the vats, they're in the bright tanks, they're doing their thing there. And people want to be able to buy more personalized or customized products, just like the Etsy world. Right. Uh, but I think it comes down to beer People want to be able to see that. And with the bigger breweries, you don't get an opportunity to kind of see that very often. But, um, you know, it's, it's all about being able to provide that local experience to people. And I think sometimes when you get bought out by a bigger brewery, some people think that you're going to lose that aspect. But as long as you keep uh, your, your foot in the local area, I think that provides a big value for end users for that side. And I think a great example of that is Goose Island and InBev. I mean, Goose Island has really kept their local foot in Chicago. I mean, they, they yes. still do a lot of Chicago stuff. I mean, the the whole Cody Parkey missed field goal and the field goal that was thing awesome. they did. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was great. You know, that was so, probably the best thing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> that, that, was, was, that was incredible. It was great. It was I, incredible. I, I'm, I'm, out, I'm north of Chicago, and I wanted to go down there, not to participate, just to make fun of everybody, but uh, yeah. it was pretty snowy that weekend. So, But, yeah, I you know, and also another part of it, too, is knowing where your money's going. 
right? Like, mm. you know, so I know, okay, is my money going to Brazil? Is it going to California? Is it going to my local economy? Like, where is this going? Yeah. So uh, I think it's I think it's great. Anything that helps, uh, you know, that community. Um, now, Untap's a free app. I don't have, yes. to, I don't have to pay anything. Um, I do because I'm a supporter, but other, but normally nobody has to pay anything. So right. how are you guys funding? How are you guys making money mm-hmm. to have these employees and, and do this beer fest and you know all that stuff? <laughs> yeah, the crazy <laughs> thing about this app is there's no there's no ads. So yeah, that was what we were wondering. Like, how do you guys make money? So I, I mean, for me, I've always said that I don't want to put ads in Untap. I think ads kind of ruin the experience. But Amen. in reality, there are kind of ads in there, but they're ingrained so well into the content that yep. you may not see them as ads. So, for example, when you check in the beer and you earn a, a special badge that we work with founders for, for example, or Bells, um, those are sponsored material that they pay for. So we have some uh, okay. money for them as well. You also might see some verified venues that pop up that are part of our Untapped business platform. Um, that's also a strategy that we use for, for monetization where we sell to restaurants, um, you know, software as a service when it comes to uh, beer management. So we have digital displays, uh, print menus, and we also have analytics um, that we provide in a package for small uh, small customers and large customers, um, you know, on the, on that realm. So those are the kind of the main pieces of how we make sure that Untapped is a free app. Um, we know we, it'd be, it's stupid these days if you are an app and you're charging for usage if you want to build a community because you, right. you want people to be able to come in and be able to check in and be able to grow the community without a barrier of entry um and we want to make this app really clean and and uh and and, and fun to use and i think ads in in your feeds and stuff like that are not really the most the sexiest thing in the world when it comes to apps these days so um that's how we do most of our our monetization strategy from there now do they i don't know if it's what you said or not but do they pay for like badges like like uh goose island had a badge for the, yep. the bourbon county badge is that something like a, like a promotion so to speak then that they were a part of yes exactly yeah okay. so you may have seen the um um the goose island like level part one part two part three for like the black friday stuff got off and some of the promotions that you do yeah. we do with um devil's backbone that we recently did with um, some giveaways for pjs and stuff like that so all that stuff there is part of a promotional package that's paid for those sponsored content um and we really kind of um it's kind of like a double-edged sword we're really happy that it grains so closely into the app that you guys don't even think that it's an ad right that's that's what advertising should be it should be ingrained so much that it doesn't distract from the experience and you want to go out there and earn them. The other side of the equation too is that some people think that we're actually playing favorites. Why aren't we doing a badge for so-and-so brewery and we're doing a badge for uh, the Bells one? So yeah. it's all, all about trying to balance that and being being very clear and saying, hey, this is a sponsored content as opposed to the, all the untapped guys are just all all in on like Guinness and, 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 and Bells and stuff like that. They never care about anybody else. Not the case. <laughs> we just It's one that, that, that pay us to do the certain things. So that's yeah. how it works. That's cool. I did see the uh, the Guinness one for the month of March. Uh, yes, I did see that yes. one on Twitter today. Yeah, so that's the St. Patrick's Day one. It's a pretty cool thing. They're actually donating a lot of money to um, local charities and stuff like that for St. Patrick's Day and for the month of March. So that's a pretty cool, cool piece. We love stories like that because you know badges are great and you know everyone loves them. But if there's something tied to them specifically, that makes it a lot more interesting from that side of the, of the house. Yeah, and I go to Dublin usually once a year for work. And each year I've tried to get it over St. Patrick's Day, but it's never worked out. I would love to be in, in Ireland for St. Patrick's yeah, Day. That would be, <laughs> awesome. yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. That would be insane. Um, you brought up analytics there. And one thing I have to say, uh, especially for anybody listening who 
is not a supporter. Even if you, even if you are, if you're not a supporter, you have there's some analytics there. But I was surprised. The one thing that got me to to pay up the money and become a supporter was, I could see how much of a drinker that I I am. And <laughs> Chad and I actually, uh, I don't know, it was our last show or our first show of the year. We kind of we gave Chad a hard time. He drinks a lot, and it's, we're working <laughs> on it. But um, I we drink were, more than I should. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I think you're just about right. Um, but you know, all the the details there is like as far as like your where you checked in the most. You know what beer you drank the most. I was surprised the most the beer I drank the most was Guinness, probably because I I spent kind of several weeks in in Dublin. That's all I drank. I didn't drink anything else. Yeah. Just Guinness constantly. So Guinness is so much better though overseas. Yes, Do you feel the same way. It yes, it's unreal. Yeah, I um when I first went to Ireland, I came back and I told Chad that I was like, you'll never. It, it's totally because I I don't drink it here in the states. I just don't. It, it's not. I, I don't either, really. I mean, I I had it every once in a while, but. Yeah. Over in Ireland, it's like a completely different beer. And so I, I had that Chad, so much when I was over there. Chad went with me the last time I went for work. He came along with me. Him and my wife came, and he had these like, "Holy shit, you're right." <laughs> yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's cr- it is it's, crazy the difference. And yeah. I, I mean, I've had it here many, many times, but just like Adam said, I was I was there for what four days. Yeah, and that's literally you have. I as soon as I got there, I had a Guinness, and I'm like. Well, shit. That's this is all. I'm you didn't even drink water. No, no. <laughs> I just drank Guinness the entire time. Yeah, because it's so. Did you so guys go good. to the Guinness factory there? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. it's like Disney World. <laughs> you have like a ticket. You get in there and yeah. you get to the the top. Um, oh yeah, you go up to the restaurant the top, or the bar at yeah. the top. Yeah, very crazy. Now, very one thing crazy. I'll tell you that my coworkers in Dublin have told me, because um, I tell them the same thing. Like you know, I can't drink Guinness in the states. Last time I was there, he said, well, do you drink it from a can or from a bottle? I said, well, I usually get it from the can. And he's like, don't drink it from the can. He, that's shite. Yeah, it makes sense, I guess. He's like, the can is shite. The widget is stupid. Don't drink it from that. He said, try it from a <laughs> bottle. So the last time I went on the drive home from the airport, I got <laughs> bottles. And I will say it's a lot better oh, out yeah? of the bottles. I was surprised. Um, mm. Not not the same. I could actually drink it from the bottle, though. I, now mm. I could I could do that. So, um. One thing I think that really sparked my interest and actually was what sparked me to contact you to come on the show was over uh, New Year's, your tweets with all the numbers mm. and, <laughs> oh, yeah, and the crazy. Super Bowl. Um, the number of check-ins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those numbers were... I, I just I, the first tweet I saw I was like holy shit and then the rest of the night I'm like did he tweet again did he oh my god holy <laughs> shit you know and then I'm just checking Twitter to see like okay what's everybody drinking now like those are some crazy numbers that was just a surprise yeah. to me yeah New Year's Eve is one it's a is one of the biggest holidays that we have on Untapped and it's because of two things that you know everyone kind of celebrates around the same time period around the world so yeah, yeah there's there's obviously the time zone stuff like that but it's it's bigger in the in the early on. So from the five to seven, eight o'clock period, beer becomes the drink of choice. As we get closer to midnight, it switches over to hard liquor based on what I'm I'm seeing with data and coming in. But you know, but I always wanted to share because for the last eight years I've been doing this, my wife has not been able to really kind of enjoy New Year's because I've been sitting on a computer <laughs> making sure that I everything works out really well. Uh, but at the same time, I've been seeing 
the progression over time of where the tipping points are. And we've gotten really good at it now, eight years in, we can see exactly where. But I wanted to share that kind of knowledge with the rest of the, of the community of how many beers per second, per minute are being checked into. And the numbers are pretty staggering. It's crazy to see how many on there. Um, I did it again for Super Bowl because that's also another big thing for us because unlike New Year's Eve, now everyone's watching the game at the same time. So right. that's another big day for us because, you know, everyone's doing it from 6 p.m., which is a kickoff, all the way to the end of the game, as well as, you know, one year I thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool to see, like, the 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 cities for each, each individual team? Like, when one team scores a touchdown, do they check in more <laughs> beer or something like that? Can you, um, can you see that? I can see that, but it, it turned out to be not as um, – the hypothesis wasn't proven because what most people do is they'll just check in their beer after drinking it. They don't do it in response right, to a particular okay. touchdown per se. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, not like a, a shot when they score. It, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a little different from that perspective. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was sharing stats like that as well to see um, how many check-ins per minute there, but it's, it's really cool. Uh, I'm, you know, my background's in data too. So I'd love to see that kind of um, those stats there, but it also provides a little bit of insights into how we operate as a company, how people use the app from that side. Now, how many people use the location feature? <clears throat> I'm, I'm a good majority of them. I only have exact number on terms of how many people actually tag locations month over month, but I would probably take a guess that it'd be like eighty to ninety percent. Really? Yeah. And again, people yeah. actually create their own houses on untapped. Oh yeah, well. I did so that. Yep, they'll create too. their own <laughs> location. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a pretty common thing now. Um, yeah. But yeah, people do that now, and they'll use that feature to, to tag themselves, and uh, that allows us to, you know pinpoint the the city and the state of where they're located and stuff like that based on the location <laughs> but you know it's also cool to see like you know what state is the most popular you know what what u.s state you know super bowls you know the patriots playing obviously the the rams with california beating out massachusetts but you know when it comes down to like these these things people move a lot you know people are watching you know all or they go to the game or something like that and um it, it's really crazy to see all that data pouring in and where the check-ins are coming from that given time period the check-ins pick up in the summertime with at baseball stadiums at all? Do you guys notice? Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you know, come April, um, you'll see the top trending locations probably be all uh, baseball fields, um, stadiums yeah, uh, as opening day comes up on us. Um, but you know, I think our, our biggest kind of month uh, is usually July, um, which is the middle of summer. Um, everyone's kind of you know, kids are out of school, you know, vacations, stuff like that. Um, you got to so drink that's, when that's those what, kids get out of school. They're home all day. You got to start drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so the other, yeah, that's kind of one of the biggest months we have, especially July 4th. It's a big holiday, oh, yeah. obviously right in there. It depends how many week. It really depends on how many weekends are in the month of that period. If there are more than weekends <laughs> than usual, just because of the way the calendar works, that month will probably progress itself. You know, speaking of March, people always say, oh, St. Patrick's Day, is that, is that a big day for you as well? It is, but it's actually a 24-hour drink-a-thon. So pretty much it's the entire <laughs> day people go crazy with it, and it doesn't actually, like, stress the servers too much because it's over a longer period of time. With Super Bowl and New Year's Eve, it's, it's a condensed time period that people are checking in more likely. Therefore, the, th- the threshold is much higher yeah, from that perspective. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's super interesting. Um, I, I never really gave it much thought that uh, that the activity on the app would would uh, kind of revolve with the uh, the, the the sports seasons. Yeah, because you know, right now we're kind of in a lull. Yeah, you know, all we have really going on is I mean, golf has started up and NASCAR's NASCAR's going on, but 
those aren't necessarily drinking sports. So yeah, you know, NASCAR rolls around when when opening day of baseball, and then you get into September, of course, when the NFL starts again, and I'm sure there's yep. probably a spike then too. Yep. <coughs> Uh, I've got a kind of a pointed question at sure. you. What uh, are you, are you on untapped? Do you check in beers? Oh, of course. I mean, I, I feel like if you don't use your own products, you're like doing a disservice. You obviously are not as passionate about the industry as well. I've always say that if you're not using the stuff you build and it's kind of like a, you're not going to get a good perception of what to build. So I'm just Greg Ebola on, on, uh, untapped. Um, and I, I, I do check in my beers. I rate them, uh, except in a situation where um, I get a beer for free or something like that. Or someone's like, oh, you know, um, can you try my beer? I really want you to rate it. I'm like, I'm not going to do that if I if you gave it to me for free because it's kind of like a, um, a biased decision there. But uh-huh. for the most part, I do check in a lot of my all my beers and I rate them and just like everybody else uh, when it comes to that. So you're just like, uh, are you are you available just like any other user? Like we we, yes. we, we can friend you just like uh, absolutely. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So yeah, I I, uh, I accept a lot of friends there because I want to see what everyone's drinking and kind of communicate and and toast and comment. And I really believe in the communication across the board. So yeah, absolutely. I'm a regular user on there. I drink beer like everybody else. So uh, <laughs> you know, let's, let's definitely be friends on there. Awesome. Now you're in. Are you in North Carolina or New York? So I, I, I just moved to actually Connecticut. I, okay. I live in Connecticut now. I, I've been living in New York for the last eight, nine years. I literally moved about a month ago um, to Connecticut to be a little closer to the family. Um, but yeah, I, I the main headquarters for, for Untapped is in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is about an hour and a half north of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, okay, yeah. and about four hours and four and a half hours east of Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's kind of where we are from a map perspective. So I go down there pretty frequently, um, you know, pretty much once every month to kind of check in, make sure they're working well. Um, most of the time I work in remote uh, for the company, but uh, I definitely go down there every uh, pretty pretty monthly. I'm actually going back down there on Sunday. Um, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much how it works for me. How's, how's the beer scene then in Connecticut? It's definitely growing. Um, ultimately, my, my wife's from this area, so I've come here a lot. So it's not like it's an unfamiliar territory to me. But we have a lot of great great breweries that are popping up. Obviously, the big one that a lot of people know about is Two Roads. Uh, mm-hmm. Two Roads uh, Brewing Company is a pretty big one. They built their facility like a, um, a contract brewer as well. They do a lot of contract brewing for Northeast uh, breweries in the area. Another big one is uh, New England Brewing Company, um, which makes uh, Fussy Baby Ducks, which is probably one of the most highly rated beers um, in the area here. That's a really good uh, double IPA from them. So it's definitely growing. Um, it's not a New Yorker and it's not a California or anything like that in each area, but it's definitely getting to, to the area here. And new brewers are popping up all over the place that are providing a, a great experience for all types of drinkers. Um, so I'm super excited to, uh, to see the growth of that all over the place. Now, when new breweries pop up, is it are you guys dependent upon the brewery to say, okay, here's our beers, or are you dependent upon like the user? You know, because I've been surprised many times that I've gone to a brewery that like I'd never heard of. They're pretty small to begin with, or they have a brand new beer that you know, um, and but it's already on Untapped. You know, so yeah, is that coming so, from so we- the user or from the brewery itself? Majority from the user because okay. that situation happens where they go to that bar and it's not there and they create it and that's what gets created. So it's like a another double edged sword there. You allow users to create the beers, but then they create a lot of duplicates and also edits need to happen. So that's where our moderators 
come in with that situation. But we started with a uh, a beer database of about I think about five thousand beers. We're close to six million now in database. Holy right crap! Now. Now, it's crazy <laughs> how much it grows on a daily basis. Now again, I want to caveat that we have a lot of commercial uh, uh, home brewers as well. So you can actually add your home brewery oh. on tap if you want to. But commercial-wise, I think the number is around 2 million commercial brewer beers in our system that are growing every single day. So Damn it, Chad. Why aren't we adding our home brews? Chad, we should add our home brews to it. Jeez, yeah, this. you can. Jeez. Well, yes, you can I, claim your home brewery on Untapped, and then you can I, add labels and stuff with that if you really wanted to. Oh, get wow. Kind of that was there. a question of mine on how to do that because – We've done a couple of, of beers. I've there's I've got two bottles right behind me that are a stout that we brewed back nobody in December. Can see. It's like pitch black behind mm. you, man. It's like nobody, what's that? Nobody can see. It's pitch black back there. I mean, you're in a. I'm just void. I'm pointing that it's just it's, it's back general there. direction. Gotcha. Okay, go it's back in the abyss behind me. <laughs> and we have a name for it. It's called the Flame Out Stout, and we, we name we, our beers for accidents that happen during yeah. the brew process. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, but, I I, yeah, I burnt. I got. Uh, Second degree burns on my leg during one of our brews, and so that oh, was burnt, that was burnt flesh. Uh, was the name of that beer. So <laughs> this one was yeah, burnt out stout because the it. the flame went out. We didn't know it. We had no idea. How do we add ourselves as a as a home brewer of the flame out stout? So all you have to do is create your beer and untap. Like you'd search for a beer and you can't find it, and you have, you'd follow the instructions how to create it. And the last step is a home brewer like association. So you would say you create your brewery and you give it a home brewer type. Uh, then at that point, you can go to the website uh, and then go find that brewery that you just created. And there's a big blue button on the right hand side that says claim this brewery. And you can claim it, which uh, allows you guys to log in as the brewery and do um, edit beers, merge them, add labels, oh you can add logos, things like that. Um, so, yeah, you can, anyone can add a beer and untap or add a brewery, all the same thing. But the cool thing is when you claim it, you'll be able to get a vanity URL. So, for example, untap.com slash dogfish beer is for dogfish. And you can make your own, and you can get your own kind of entity or out for your own brewer. So that's oh a really boy. cool thing. That's cool. Cool. That's really cool. Well, just a, a quick side note on the flame out stout. Just just so you know <laughs> how we named it. It was, <laughs> it was during the boil. The uh, we're all just stand, we're all drinking other beer while we're, while we're brewing, of course. Obviously, right. Yeah. And we're all standing around like, and we kind we kind of noticed that the sound had changed a little bit. We look over at the <laughs> at the at the tank, and it's not boiling anymore and we're like shit what happened well the propane tank had run out so it <laughs> oh was, no so the flame went out at some point the we have no idea how long it'd been out the, but and the boil had almost completely stopped <laughs> oh geez but, but the beer was really good that's funny it turned out okay but that's uh yeah the flame out stouts it's a great out. name for it though i like it <laughs> the, the next plan is to barrel age that flame out stout and see how that goes so we'll see <laughs> i like so. it <laughs> are you a fan of barrel aged beers I'm actually not, um, and which is strange because you know, people would probably say, "Why are you not a fan?" I'm I'm not a big hard liquor uh, a fan at all. Um, so that that flavor of barrel age doesn't really resonate with me as much as other beers do. But uh, my father-in-law is a huge barrel age whiskey drinker, so he loves those type of things. Um, I have a um, I have a bottle of uh, Sam Adams Utopia that I got for a gift. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and I, uh, I it's 2013, so yeah. my son was born 2016, and I got it back in 2014. I said, I'm going to hold on to this till he's born, uh, my firstborn, and then we'll have uh, a small sip of that when he's born, which we did. Um, but it, it, that has it's very complex. I think a lot of barrel-aged beers 
are extremely complex in their flavors. Yep. And if you're not a huge fan of hard liquor or bourbon or shandy or or any of that, it's kind of hard to kind of grasp. But I definitely appreciate the style. It, it's pretty incredible the flavors you can get by just putting in a barrel, uh, which is incredible to me. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's that's one thing I look forward to. We we drink a lot of barrel aged beers, but yeah. Chad and I have talked recently. But like our 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 flavors, our tastes are going kind of swinging a little bit the other way now it's like we've outdone it we've done it too much and now yeah, almost <laughs> almost all of 2018 was was pretty much all about drinking finding the best barrel aged yeah. beers yeah and when in fact at one point for this show we were like all right we're going to be the barrel aged guys <laughs> that's all we do is barrel aged for a long that's time all yeah uh, now, i still love both drinking a barrel aged beer tonight while we're doing this podcast well, uh it's a revolution though it's it's drinking a revolution straight jacket i've got yeah. a death star um <laughs> But uh, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting how things change a little bit over time because I still I, the barrel aged beer, a bourbon barrel aged out or barley wine. Barley wine's my my favorite style. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is always going to have that soft spot in my heart. But um, you know, as as things kind of progress here, um, I'm not always looking for the next barrel aged beer now. You know, I'm right. looking for. Uh, a good uh, the other day i just went sh- shopping for a good lager that's all i just wanted or a good pill you know pilsner you, you were know. looking for something to replace a miller light i was i was looking yeah. for something <laughs> now because we're both sort of fans of miller light as, as i think just fa- a, fan would be a little little that's, well we both have it yes let's put it that way yeah well, i mean that style good. though has not been represented that well when it comes to the craft side. Exactly. Let's that's be that's honest. a problem I mean, that we've had. Yeah. A lot of them don't do that because it's not flashy, right? Because in this day and age, if you're not making a, a hazy IPA or a bourbon barrel age, something. Exactly. The world is like, well, well, you know, I mean, it may not be a good brewer. There's, there's tons of great brewers out there that make amazing IPAs and amazing uh, Czech Pilsners or American Pilsners, uh, Pale Ales, Lockers. Um, there's a brewery where I grew up from Framingham, Massachusetts called Jack Abbey's, which is a uh, all lager brewery. And so they're not as flashy as the other ones, but they make incredible beer. And I think that's going to be the next trend, in my opinion, of styles going forward when it comes to these type of original styles, for lack of a better word. Yeah, we were, you know, we've been hearing a lot about the trend of lower ABV in beers. Yes, we had, huge, huge. Yeah, we had the brewer from Three Sheeps, which is in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, on. And that's one thing they've started doing is kind of lowering the ABV in some of their beers because that's what people are coming to the tap room and looking for and kind of to that end. Um, but also my wife <clears throat> tried to exercise and lose weight for the summer. Well, you know, predominantly our, our fridge is craft beer and yeah, that's not low in calorie at all. <laughs> so we started doing the Miller light thing because we still wanted the beer, but without the calories. Right. And right. then Chad went on this thing. Well, let's see if we can find a craft equivalent and yeah, Kind of, it's hard to do because I mean you can't necessarily find a craft equivalent because of the price point of Miller Lite. Well, yeah, price point is gonna be yeah has yeah. a lot to do with it. I mean, you could buy a twenty four pack of Miller for fifteen ninety nine. Yeah, and you know, my thought was if I can find a craft Pilsner that is priced at say six ninety nine to seven ninety nine for uh for well, I, a six pack is really all you can get that for. But then you add that up, you know, then you're, if you're looking at seven bucks for a six pack, you know, multiply that by four, then you're at 28, you're almost twice 
as expensive mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a 24 pack of Miller Lite. But mm-hmm. if the flavor is as good or better and refreshing, I'd be willing to spend that money to support a craft or independent yeah. brewery. But at the same time, well, Adam, and you can you can probably respond to this a little bit better because you brought this point up that you and you and your wife were talking. You know, you've got so much craft beer in your refrigerator. Yeah, you got a twenty four <laughs> pack of Miller Lite in there too. But where's the majority of your money going that you're spending? Yeah, yeah. We beer? we my wife and I had a good conversation about this because um, we want to support craft. We want to support local beer. And then my wife is like, "Look, we spend thousands of dollars on craft beer a year." We yeah. spend 14 bucks a month, maybe 30 bucks a month on Miller Lite. Yeah, we're supporting craft beer pretty good, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When when <laughs> you when you balance the the where the money's going, it's going right. 90 plus percent, 95% over there. So, um speaking of of I guess you got me thinking about this chat with the 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 price aspect. Has there been any thought about incorporating that into untapped you know like they have the gas apps right where you can see okay the price of a gallon over there is this Mm -hmm. i i have really within the last year been using untapped a lot to try and find whatever beer i'm looking for you know Mm -hmm. around here revolution brewing goose island you know when they released the 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 bourbon counties and stuff trying to find that's not easy i'm i'd be making calls all day long but i can go on the app and see okay somebody tagged it here um, has there ever been any discussion about adding, okay, well, Chad checked it in here and he paid $13 for a bottle or whatever, you know, something right. along those lines. Yeah, we haven't talked specifically about that. However, um, we have, uh, added a price for our verified venues. So we just mm. partnered with the uh, total wine, which is a big retailer. I'm not sure if they're, they're, in, they're in Wisconsin. You guys are. Yeah, they're in Wisconsin. Um, so we get all, we, we basically, they're, they're exclusive, um, um, you know, we put all their uh, inventory on Untapped, and that includes the price. So we have a lot of prices from those aspect there, uh, but it, it doesn't do a collaborative search. For example, like uh, what are the average prices for this beer across this area? Yeah. That was something we could do down the road, but ultimately, um, it would require a lot of input from the user because they'd have to put it in the price of what they're having. Right. Uh, we've got a lot of complaints that our check-in process is already too long as this, so uh, always trying to. To, to make that as simpler as, as possible, but definitely a good idea from that avenue. Yeah. I think it's as easy as can be, honestly. Uh, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, I know. that. I mean, when you said that, I'm like, there's really? nothing hard about it. Yeah, it's complicated. Well, I think I think a lot of people look at it from like uh, multiple taps to get to where you have to go. But again, there's on the check-in screen, you know, the way I look at it, honestly, is you can't make everybody happy. I mean, sometimes people like a yeah. more streamlined experience, and I get that. You know, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that what I made is the, is the most perfect thing in the world because that's not true. Um, but at the same time, you know, you try to do the best with what you have and, and, and uh, make it best for the general public for the majority of people and add in some advanced features here and there to make it quicker. For, for example, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you search for a beer and untap, you'll see a three dot and then a line underneath of it on the right hand side. That's what we call a quick check-in feature. Actually, if you search for Guinness, for example, and tap that three dots on the right hand side, a bottom ha- a bottom sheet will pop up, and it will have actually uh, a Son rating a widget bitch. right there. I Very never saw that before. <laughs> but, but nobody, again, nobody really uses that feature. No. Just be, we've been there, but this is great for beer festivals, great for Man. quick check-ins. Um, there's no comment feature there, but it allows you to just tag your location and slide your rating, and you're done. Um, so that, uh, 
allows you to have a quicker crack in, but that's something that we've always tried to incorporate in what we do. Just at a beer fest this weekend, and I didn't check in my beers because yep. I was going so quickly from place to place to place. Yeah. Well, two on sport will do that to you, right? I mean, it's very hard to check in all those beers unless right. you have a helper in this. Situation. Yeah, but the whole time I'm thinking, I'm missing unique check ins. I'm missing unique check ins. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's, I, was, I was surprised you didn't check anything in when you were there. I know. I said I was going to go back and do it, but I'm too lazy for that <laughs> shit. So I actually never, I noticed that thing there, but I never even bothered to tap that and find out what that is. That's really cool. I like that. Back it up with festivals, make it much easier for you just to search and tap and you're done. Yeah. Um, it's a three that's, operation that's, thing. So, wow. Well, I mean, honestly, when you've, if you've got people that are complaining about the difference, between, I'm holding up my phone here for those of you that aren't watching. If you're, the difference between doing that, and liking your app and doing that, tapping <laughs> twice and not liking your app, yeah. I'd be like, uh, "All right, well, don't use my app then." <laughs> and that's why Honestly, you don't. I mean, that's, that's why you don't have a app. business based off an app, Chad. God, it's, uh, that'd be frustrating. That'd be so frustrating, Greg. I, uh, now I know, I know you, you be a patient person to deal with your with your comments. You have to, then. but I, here's here's the way I look at. It. I mean. You know, a lot of people look at Untapped now on uh, the success we've had, and we really keep our feet on the ground. Um, we're incredibly humble. We we always respect the users and respect their opinions. I mean, we're not going to get into a game where we're going to tell the user that they're wrong. Uh, we're going to try to improve the best we can. We're not going to be able to make everybody happy, but the idea that we've that our company mantra is to surprise and delight users, and we're going to try to bid the best experience both in the support side and also on the app altogether. So I think it's one of the successes and why Untapped is, is where it is today is that we've actually all the feedback that we get or, and the features we add have come from users. So, you know, people said to us, hey, we really don't like, we should be just a one to five rating system with no any with no half stars or quarter stars. So we improved over time in the feedback from users <laughs> and made the app better from that perspective. So Chad. we're not gonna we're not gonna build a feature into somewhere that says uh <laughs> That says, uh, why, will this help the user or not? We're not going to do things that will not help the user. Look, so. Chad and Jake, they would like an eighth scale. Yeah, we're on the opposite side they, of that. Yeah. I, would, I would actually like a tenth or actually a hundredth of a scale. <laughs> Chad, Chad has actually made up what he calls a secret scale. So when he secret checks in scale. a beer that's above five, he'll comment SS and then put what it is above five. Now, he says the scale goes to infinity, but he also says that nothing checks in over a five seven five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's my highest so far. Whatever, you're full of crap. It, it changes constantly. <laughs> you don't even know what the scale is. <laughs> I just uh, I, I I like a fine scale. So where if if I have something that I think is uh, I wouldn't need the secret scale at that point because then I could go like I'm about to hit this John Gruden soundbite real quick. If you're no, I don't come on. Care now. if you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. We've done some really research on this, and when it comes down to it, a user, a general user, doesn't know the difference between a 4.7 and a 4.8. They're not able to distinguish that on that level. That's a good point. So with yeah. quarter star, it's easier to say 325 and 335. It's easier to identify with. And we found that if we increase the rating scale to be larger, people say, eh, you know, screw it. I don't really want to rate it. It's too complicated. I don't. I don't. It's too hard for me to just swipe it all the way up and. I'm not really sure what it is. So we want people to continue to rate, which is why we have um, that scale up right now. I love it. How about if you made it linear, like everything <laughs> up to three is in quarters, and then above three, it goes <laughs> three to four, it's an eighth, and then four to five, it's a little bit finer. Oh, gosh. 
Well, I, uh, yeah, that was pretty complicated. I'm not even going to respond to that. I, I was waiting for him to be uh, like, we'll take that into consideration. No, we won't. No. Well, I know well, you Greg, I know you have to, to yeah, you have another thing to get yeah. to here. Um, I did have, well, two questions, if I can remember the second one now that I say that. But the first one is, <laughs> how, how do I become an untapped moderator? Sure, absolutely. We're always looking for people to help us with there. So you, you can definitely shoot me an email after this and get you get you set up. I think uh, in that area, we don't have a whole lot of moderators already. So anytime you want to uh, give back to Untap for moderation, we're all for it. So um, just let me know and we can hook you up with that situation. Sweet. And then what's awesome. the future? I mean, what's what's next on the road? Obviously, we know the, the beer fest, which we're looking forward to. But, you know, what can we look forward to Untapped in in the new year? Yeah, I mean, I think for our standpoint, we're always about trying to improve the app performance-wise to make it faster and easier to use, uh, which is a given for every year pretty much you work on. But you know, with our festival coming up, we're looking to add more festival-related features to the app, quicker to check in, quicker to get the beer, um, you, know, all, you know, network capabilities. You, know, you all know in the, in the stadium, there's not a lot of network um, yeah. uh, all the time. So we're working on kind of low latency kind of things like that. So um uh, that's definitely something that we're we're uh, we're working on for the future uh, with the given festival coming up on May fourth. Sweet, awesome. Um, one question: I think that we've uh, we've come to ask all of our people, uh, all of our interviewees, towards the end of a segment is: given any Friday or Saturday night, what's your go-to? What's your go-to beverage? Oh, definitely beer. First of all, I mean I, that that would be a very uh, very poor question if I didn't answer that right. But to be honest <laughs> with you, I, I, I'm really right now into uh, session IPAs uh, because I have a two year old. Um, I would love to have a juicy nine ten percent uh, double IPA, but I've got to stay say uh, pretty even keel. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure. really big into the low low alcohol IPAs right now um, across the board. Um, you know, uh, and you know, I, I'm actually not a sour fan, um, so I'm, I don't really like sour beers. Um, but Sequench uh, from Dogfish Head oh, is actually something a, that it's incredible low, low calorie, low ABV beer, which beer. I think is really, really good. Um, but you know, one of my go tos all the time is the All Day IPA from Founders. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite uh, low ABV beers on the IPA side. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they get the flavor in there without having a low alcohol content, but. That's kind of my jam right now. Um, if I'm not able to to sit back a, a heady topper, if I'm lucky enough being in the middle <laughs> area, but I like the the session IPAs for sure. The sequence is great after mowing the lawn on a hot summer day. Oh, the oh yeah, is, it does oh, it. It's, it's great. Love it. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. Love it. Appreciate yeah, you taking the time, for, man. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and awesome. if, you, if uh, anybody listens to us isn't on Untapped, I don't know why you're even listening to us because we talk about it so much. <laughs> it should be on Untapped by now. So, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Greg no Hole, everybody. Thanks yeah, a lot. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. All right, we'd like to say again thanks to to Greg for joining us. That was that was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Untapped is a, is a a great app. <laughs> It really is. I mean, for what it does and what it is, that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, <laughs> Tell me, two years ago that we'd be sitting here today interviewing the founder of of Untapped, I, I would have called you crazy. And <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of a big deal in the beer world. I mean, yeah. Untapped is a is a is a big big part of most, I think, beer serious. Nerds. 
Uh, well, I don't want to say serious beer drinkers because there are serious beer drinkers that all they drink is Bud Light on a Friday night. But guys that serious guys, craft beer drinkers, guys and gals that know and, and appreciate what they're drinking, I think Untapped is a is a big part of their game, and yeah. to be able to uh, track your beers, understand what you're drinking. Uh, and by understand what you're drinking, I mean, know what you're drinking, whether it's an independent craft beer, or if you're drinking Kona thinking it's an independent brewer, it's knowing not. where your money's going, knowing, knowing yeah. I, I mean, I think untapped is a, is a fantastic tool for, um, you know, keeping track of a, of an interest in your life. I mean, it's not, uh, I, I made the joke early on in the show, in the interview that untapped was the was a, was the social network for alcoholics and yeah it was funny when i said that but it's i mean and i use the al- the term alcoholic loosely it's you know people that just enjoy drinking beer yeah in a way to uh keep track of of what you're doing what you like and what you don't like so um yeah we really appreciated him uh, uh coming on the show and, and letting us talk to him for an hour that was great yeah and i, I mean yeah he had something to get to um at the top of the hour and you know he had, he had some issues with travel. Um, flight was delayed. That's why he couldn't join us at the original time we had scheduled. So it was really cool that he was able to so quickly reschedule. So we're very, very appreciative yeah. of that. You know, so I wasn't expecting it the next day. I mean, I thought, yeah. I thought we'd have to reschedule in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I was expecting like a next next two weeks or something like that. So yeah. that, was, that was really cool. Yeah, here um, he is the next morning saying, hey, sorry, guys. It's, it's Here's impressive. what happened. Let's do it tonight. It's impressive, you know, how he said that they went from 5,000 beers over six million beers in their database now. That's just that's insane. It goes to the growth, obviously, of the industry, right? I mean, that's that's a huge key part in it. But just people using it, and breweries, and stores, and and you know stuff like that, all using it too. It's amazing. Yeah, and that, there's actually one question. That's a question I I wanted to ask him, but I, just because of the, of the time availability that we had with him tonight, when it, I didn't get to ask it, but I. I wanted to know how how a beer actually gets added to the app. I asked that. No, you did not specifically. Like I did. <laughs> no. Yes. I yeah, asked when this. a brewer comes up with a beer and and wants to put it on Untapped. Yeah, they can they can either add it, they can do it themselves, or what he says. What happens most of the time is that a user will add it, the moderator will go check it, and the brewer will come in and claim it. Oh, I do remember that. So the brewer brewer can come in and say, "Okay, this, you know, flame out stout that I had. Yes, yeah, that, yes, that's yes. our beer. Click there. We go. That's mine now. And then they can control what it says." <clears throat> well, so. that's what we were talking about homebrewers adding. But I, I was, I mean, like when a when when a brewery comes out with a beer, you know, it's on its release date. Uh, are is one of their? I guess more. My my question was, if somebody's going to launch a a milkshake IPA gross and and they know they know the date that the party's going to happen for the release is one of their one of their things on a checklist to say hey we got to get this on untapped when does that happen how does it happen right so if they yes yes they can do that <laughs> they can just like and it, and i must it, have been having a coughing fit when, must have because yeah they can do that just like how we add it as 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 a um a home brewer they can add it in the same way by logging in with 
the brewer's login information, whatever it is, the brewer's login information. So, um, but like he said, a lot of times what happens though is that the brewery doesn't do it, and the user goes to the brewery, drinks it, and then creates it, and then later the brewery will come back and claim it and and take it. So okay, so a user can put it in, and the and then the brewery claims it. They can do yeah, they can do it that way, or the 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 user can check can create it, you know, says I was here, and then the brewery can come in and say they can create it. And the Apple C well wait there's there's these two things and they'll they'll fix it but yeah it's it's cool it's uh, the app is great uh, what I think is really um great about it too you know their their business aspect of it which is their their money revenue stream you know it's not only just for the brewer it's for the bottles the bottle rooms the tap rooms the liquor stores you know that they all all of that can get involved basically so it's it's a great app. I love using you know, it. One so. of the things I, we brought we brought it up early in the in the interview was how they how their revenue is generated. And honestly, either either it's just so good, or I'm just as as dumb as I think I am. I'll go with the latter. That when you get a badge, I never <laughs> even gave it a thought. Nope. That I didn't founders, <laughs> founders paid for that badge. That's why or, I asked because because he was like saying you know he had told us. You know that they had paid for these things, and I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, well, shit. So that Goose Island thing was really just an advertisement. I it was, know it's great. It it doesn't it doesn't come across as an advertisement like on Facebook. You're getting bombarded with fucking advertisements all the time, or like some apps that I have, you know, that are free. They have the stupid ad banners at the top and the bottom. Um, they do it really well. They do it very well, actually. Yeah. He, yeah, he had to love he had to love that question because I was like, okay, where do you make your money? Because there are no ads on Untapped. Nope. He had to be like gleaming. Like, yeah, but then ah, he's like, well, yes, there are. You just don't see them. You don't know it, and that's a that's amazing. It's fantastic. It's it's a great. They're doing a great job at at yeah, making it not I, feel like I'm being advertised to. Yeah. So when I'm on Instagram and I'm scrolling through the pictures and I get a sponsored ad, I'm like, ah, hide it, hide Fuck it. You. <laughs> I'm not interested in this. I don't want to see it. Yeah. You don't have to do that on Untapped. No. Nope. You just you get the badge that's been paid for by whoever paid for it. It's what? their revenue. Chad, what and happened? And I'm happy to collect that badge. What happened to your picture? Your picture's gone. What's that? On Untapped, your picture's gone. What? Yeah. Say yeah. it don't say it ain't so. It is so. I just went see that's you, Chad Lack. Right there. That's Chad. What happened to my picture? Your picture's gone, Chad. What are you going to do, Chad? Oh, my Your God. picture's gone, Chad. Um, the other thing I like, uh. also, that I didn't even mention to him, though, is that you can, I can be notified when, like, you check in, right? Or when Jake checks in, um, even if you guys don't tag me. So I like that, too. So that was cool. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a great app all around. Yeah. Not, not just for... Not just for what it's made for, for tracking your beers, and not just for like finding people that you have a similar interest in. It's just a really well put together application that that works for exactly what it's intended for. And there's no distractions while using it. He said something about people complaining that there's too many steps to check in a beer, and I'm like, Well, I the mean, thing is, I don't get that at all. Yes, and it's no. Super easy because. If you go down all the options, there's quite a few steps. But the whole thing is, those are all optional. Like, you don't have to 
put your location and I put you, put I, where you purchased it. You don't have to leave a comment. You don't even have to um, rate it if you don't want to. It's all completely an optional thing. So if you if you checked everything, so you did a picture, you left a comment, you rated it, you did the serving style, you tagged a friend, you did a location, you did a flavor profile, and you did a purchase location. That's eight steps. Okay, yes. That seems like a lot. That's an ugly picture. Um, I'm back. So it's eight steps. If you did every single thing, I never do every single thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't either. I, uh, oh, we should have asked about the location where you purchased it. What that's because that's one feature I don't usually use, unless I'm so. Oh, the purchase location. Yeah, he yeah, actually like, he actually asked on Twitter a while ago if people use it and how they use it, and a lot of people responded that they. If it's like a, a a restaurant or it's a location they like, or if it's like a buddy's store, they'll always put the purchase location in. But if it's just some rando location, they they don't usually purchase it. Which I will say, kind of fucks everybody else over, because when I'm going in there to try to find where I can find Straight Jacket, it's going based off of purchase location. Right. So if you don't put that in. I don't know that that place has. Yeah, you're screwed next time. Yeah. So. Yeah, these interviews are getting fun. I'm kind of liking doing this. So. Uh yeah. This was great. Yeah. Jakey, uh, we missed you, buddy. Yeah, it sucks. Jake couldn't be here. Um. So next week we have David Nilsson will be on. David Nilsson is um, Cicerone certified. Uh, he teaches classes. Um, mainly in the Ohio area, but I know he is coming to the south side of Chicago um, this month or last month. But uh, he teaches classes on tasting and uh, I think food and beer pairing. So he will be here. We'll be talking to him. Uh, and then the my calendar is messed up. And I think the following week, the 13th, we will not be having a show because Chad is going to be traveling again. Uh, then the 20th, um, we will have Beer by the Numbers. We'll be on. If you don't know Beer by the Numbers, check him out on the whole YouTube's very interesting channel. He get, dives into a lot of different things, um, analytics of beer, uh, history of beer, a lot, a lot of different stuff. So that'll, that'll be a fun, um, a fun one. And then the end of March on the twenty seventh, uh, we will have Tasty Niche. Uh, she will be on. She's also another YouTuber. Check her out on the old YouTubes. And uh, so we've got some good ones coming up. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to be a great month of, uh, of podcasting. And even though it's going to be a little bit of a break there. It's uh, only a weekend. Maybe Jake and I will jump on to get drunk and yell at everybody. You should do it. You should do it. Because I, I will be gone for two whole weeks in April. And uh, you guys are going to have to entertain the kids while I'm gone. So yeah. you have to do something. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be cool. Also, don't forget to check out uh, the Friday morning beer reviews every Friday. Chad does that every fucking Friday. So Every Friday, as long as I'm upright. He gets out of bed with his morning wood and drinks a beer. I'll be doing one tomorrow. <laughs> you can check that out on YouTube. And what else? Is that it? I think so. Twitter.com slash beer and hops. That's us. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think we're done. I think we did it. 
We did it again. See you next time. See you next time, kids. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone can have. And we're always gonna hang out.